This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our show for this Wednesday morning hump day. And the uh, half point of the week is upon us. Uh, welcome to uh, everybody tuning in. Thanks for joining us so early this morning. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show, and we've got a lot planned today. Did you know that today is National Bookmobile Day? Bookmobile, nice. Did you guys have bookmobile when you yeah. were mm-hmm. like an actual, yes. like a bus that would roll up or a trailer yes. or whatever? Yes. Okay, and that would have all these books on it that you could go into. Because we had that when I was a kid, and then I hadn't really seen a bookmobile. But I guess why would I? Since I'm not not a grade schooler. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Scholastic books anymore? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just didn't know that the bookmobile they used to have commercials that were our PSAs that ran about the bookmobile and reading is fundamental the riff pro do you guys remember any of that or is that okay. before your time okay listen I just found out that you had bookmobile when you guys were in school okay. I wasn't aware of that also this week is national book week and we have from the El Paso uh, libraries Assistant Director Amy Camp, who's going to come by to talk about Book Week, Bookmobile Day, what the library has coming up, spring and summer programs. Banned books? Banned books? Yeah. What's that, like a book about Van Halen or Led Zeppelin or something? No. Oh, <laughs> books that have been banned. Got it. <laughs> morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning. Uh, also, we're going to have... Oh, do we have an Am I the A-Hole? Yeah. Ah, I saw that guy put up there. All right. News to me, but good to hear it. We'll have an Am I the A-Hole on the way. We've got your calls off the neckline. Nico and I did some scheduling while you were out. Yeah. Did you see that? While you were in executive time, we were making executive decisions. <laughs> I just found out what my daughter called me about yesterday. My daughter called me... Mm-hmm. Is your house on fire? Because <laughs> I guess uh, she was on the west side, but she was up close to like Thunderbird. Right. And she was looking down in the upper valley, and there was like this big column of smoke. Oh, no. 50 firefighters battle upper valley brush fire. Wow. Oh. But her first thought was, oh, Did that's your my dad's house is. You know? <laughs> oh, no. She was concerned. No, she's thinking, my computer's there. Yeah. No. Oh. My my stuff, mostly my computer. (laughs) El Paso uh, firefighters battled a Condition 4 brush fire Monday afternoon near the intersection of Donovan and Crossroads. It was reported about 5 p.m. and 19 different units with 50 firefighters were dispatched to uh, take care of the blaze. So if you saw some smoke, uh, that's what it, I guess, was all about yesterday at around 5 p.m. And uh, here's, you know, I want to bring this up. I think this is one of the most under, not underreported because it was reported on when it happened last year, but one of the least followed up stories of 2021. The the apartment building in, uh, where was it? North Miami Beach that collapsed while Mm -hmm. people were sleeping. 
That was a big story for like a week or two. For a while, yeah. But I probably just had to remind you that that story even happened. God, it feels like forever ago this pandemic has really... I think it was June or July of last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've been in in pandemic mode for about 30 years. (laughs) Well, now in North Miami Beach, residents were evacuated from an apartment. Another one? Deemed unsafe. Residents of a five-story apartment building were ordered to evacuate after officials deemed the building structurally unsound during its 50-year recertification process. It's the second building ordered evacuated in North Miami, uh, North Miami Beach, rather, since the collapse of Champlain Towers South, which killed 98 people. I mean, you think about that. If 98 people were killed in a mass shooting, we'd definitely be talking about it. If 98 people, you know... Just that a building could collapse. I'll tell you this. It would make me, if I lived in North Miami Beach or anywhere in Florida... Get get out of whatever apartment building you're right. in. Were the, you know what would be interesting? Because they blame the contractor for that first one. Um, I wonder if there's going to be an investigation to seeing were they the same contractors? Were they using the same materials? Or is it just a a, a, a trend of people, you know cutting costs on these buildings. What is going on to make these... Because that's not supposed to happen in 2022. Not buildings, in the United States. In the United States, buildings do not just fall like that. No, because anybody who's ever uh, tried to open a, bu- a business in a structure or have anything to do with the structure, you know all the red tape you got to go through. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, the trade-off for that is our buildings aren't supposed to collapse. They're not even supposed to collapse when there was an earthquake. When this one happened, there wasn't an earthquake or a hurricane or anything. It just freaking collapse so um so that one back uh in june it was in june killed 98 people and a bunch of people were evacuated from this building do you know what i mean we have all these building codes and standards and you have to be up to code you Mm got to keep up to code and it's a lot of hoops to jump through but for a reason the trade-off for that is you're supposed to be safe in your sleep in a building in the United States, and those people in North Miami Beach definitely were. Uh, all right. I didn't mean to bring up a bummer this morning, but mm-hmm. I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, let's find out what else is going on in the show today. Joanna, you're going to have entertainment news coming up this morning. What do we yep. have in the way of entertainment news? Kanye West has officially pulled out of his scheduled appearance at Coachella, a right. source has confirmed. Okay. He was scheduled to play the closing night of the two weekend festival. But it looks like he's not going to now. Now, when they when they say something like that, do they say, "Oh, it was Kanye's decision," or he was it was it was out of his? It hands. was his people's decision. <clears throat> I'm sure it was not Kanye's decision. Or it, it wasn't the concert who uninvited Kanye. It wasn't the concert who uninvited because he got uninvited from the Grammys, right? Right. No, Kanye uninvited himself. Well, yeah. Which is it? <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll have that coming up in entertainment news and sports. Tiger Woods says that as of now, he his plan is to play in the Masters tournament, which officially begins tomorrow. They've How got, excited are you? I think any fan of golf is excited. I'm, I think the other golfers out there on tour are excited. Joanna, I tried to I show... I mean, he's that level of celebrity where the other golfers are like, whoa, Tiger's going to play? <laughs> Phil Mickelson's like, oh my God, Tiger... Well, Phil might be one of the few guys who's <laughs> right up there. Yeah, who does? Who not? No, he's not on the same level with Tiger, but maybe he doesn't get starstruck. But some of these younger guys definitely 
get starstruck anytime Tiger's around. And it's good for the sport and attendance and viewership and everything else if Tiger's playing. Mm-hmm. Tiger says he thinks he has a chance of winning. This oh, year. okay. That would be, that'd be a nice uh, swan song. Uh, Joanna, yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Buzz made fun of me. I like F1 Formula One racing now, car racing. You do? I do. I got into it when you and Buzz were away. <laughs> okay. And then I was like, Buzz, you want to watch it with me? He's like, that's so boring. Okay. Who would want to watch cars drive around? I was like, you watch golf. <laughs> True. Which one's more boring? That one is quiet. At least the racing has some noise to accompany. There's one. I've been in the pit, like at Texas Motor Speedway before. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I couldn't tell. I mean, somebody had to tell me, you don't know who's in the lead. Well, that's probably the same. look the same to me. Like, sometimes they lap, so there's really no way of telling, like, who's leading because they've already lapped some of the other cars. You basically need a computer, I guess, to tell you who's in the lead. Although I guess if you're a real fan, you know you probably know what's going on. And you hear the announcers; they're they're doing play by play. I can hear any announcers. Well, it's probably <laughs> the same way that when we went to that football game at um, at the UTEP. UTEP, yeah. Right. That <laughs> we were on the floor at, at we that. We were on pe- the field. The field floor. It's a, mm-hmm. No field. Okay. Well, th- we couldn't see anything. <laughs> Remember, we were at that that beer drinking patio, the de- the Dead Beach patio. We so couldn't, really see couldn't see anything. Yeah, we couldn't see the game. No, I thought it was great. You couldn't see any plays we made because we were on off. our end. You could definitely we were in see the, end the goal zone. line. You could see any any pass to the end zone. You, you know, stuff like that. You could not well. see things well because you're at eye level and you're on one of the end zones. So if the action's on the other side, then you wouldn't even I, see that. Just for the record, for Dead Beach and, and for the UTEP Oh, it's amazing. Yes, sorry. I thought it was great. I honestly <laughs> it, did. It was very it was fun. I liked having I, beer to drink right there, and that was amazing. I just I thought, okay, any game where you need to sit above it is probably a better seat. Oh, I think it's better to watch everything on TV. Yeah, or sure. TV. Yeah. TV, <laughs> like racing on TV, I could follow that because they'll – Zoom in Zoom. on the car that's in the lead, so you know. But when you're down there on the track, not knowing anything about racing like like me, I had yeah, no clue what doesn't was going sound on. Fun. Now, there's one kind of car racing, and you tell me if this is the, what you're talking about, <laughs> that I think looks like a lot of fun. The one in Iron Man 2 where he shows up, he's driving a car, and the whiplash, like... Stops him in the middle of the race with his whiplash. Yes, that is F one. That is the Mo- that's F one. That's Monaco, the Monaco race, which is so. Do very they famous. always drive through like a town? Uh, through Monaco, it's called a street course. So yes, Monaco is a street course, and uh, they go. They're not having it this year, though. This is the first year I think they're not. Aren't they? Have, isn't there a big one in Long Beach they have that goes through the streets of Long Beach? Are you talking about Cruise USA? No, I think I, I thought I was talking about F one racing. Well, they just had the Austin has one. Uh-huh. My, oh, Miami. That's not Long Beach. No, Long Beach, California, no. I think, has a big one. No, not, mm. F, not F1. You might double-check that. I'm positive. They just they, do they have only three in the United States. They just added Las Vegas, a nighttime race yeah. for next year. So they only have Austin and Miami. Oh, my God. Was that uh, your thing you're bringing up today? <laughs> no, I actually no. have something else. Right. Well, <laughs> let me hear what that is. Okay, so two... Okay, get this. Why are you laughing at Get this, was Two of Charles Darwin's notebooks from the 1800s went missing from Cambridge University. Their library in 2001 reported them missing or stolen. Okay. But they just announced someone returned them last month. Someone left the two notebooks outside the librarian's office with a note that said, Happy Easter. Okay. How do we know they're the books? 
It's been confirmed. They can confirm that they're the, the authentic books. But, so that's 21 years ago that they were and witnessing. Where did they turn up? On the librarian's desk with a note that just On said, the desk? Oh, that's or the suspicious. Steps. Oh, right outside the librarian's office. Sorry. With a note that said, Happy Easter. That's sus. Hmm. So somebody probably swiped him and... And then decided maybe they felt bad. Give them back in honor of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it is Lent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, interesting stuff. We've got a lot to talk about. Our phone number to the studio. Give us a call in the studio. And this is a number we've been operating with for about a week and a half now. It, so it's fairly new. Nine one five. 910-4995. That's nine one five nine one zero four nine. Nine five. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Yesterday was a uh, windy, spring-like, windy day in El Paso. Let's check uh, the forecast. The golfers' forecast brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Well, we're going to see some winds, but not like yesterday. We were up in the twenties, maybe near thirty uh, mile an hour winds yesterday. Today, winds are going to be eh, you know ten, twelve miles an hour. So. Much uh, calmer as far as the winds go today. Otherwise, sunny. It looks like it's going to be sunny through the week, right on through the weekend. No rain in the forecast for El Paso. 80 for the high temperature today. Tomorrow, light winds. Four or five mile an hour winds in the afternoon. Sunny and 74. Sunny, 77 on Friday, but we are going to see some more winds some more bluster back in the forecast with about 20-mile-an-hour winds on uh, Friday. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. A couple of ways you can set up your tee times. You can do it online at PaintedDunes.com or by calling 915-821-2122 for Painted Dunes. We've got more cash codes on the way starting in the 8 o'clock hour this morning at about a quarter past. And we're trying to go for 15 minutes past the hour every hour mm-hmm. through the through the 5 o'clock hour. So that's 10 hours and 10 different keywords, your chance to get registered. it's pre- The rules are pretty easy, but you can check them out at klaq.com and the KLAQ mobile app. Every time we give you a keyword or words, because sometimes some of them are two words, enter it at klaq.com or on the klaq mobile app and every time you enter a word that's another entry we have cash to give away we're going to have a single thousand two thousand dollar winner make sure you you got that straight two thousand dollar winner every day and you could win up to ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars just listen for those cash codes and be ready to enter them either on the klaq mobile app or at klaq.com and that's right go fund yourself and you could do that with ten thousand dollars from klaq another ten thousand dollar giveaway uh that we have going on is for home improvement gecu klaq and the town square media family of stations want to give someone who needs it $10,000 toward their home improvement budget. The way this works is send us a photo through the KLAQ mobile app, and uh, the photo should be of the part of your home that needs the improvement or the renovation. Also, write a little bit about yourself. And by a little bit, you know, you don't have to do a bio. Just tell us a little bit about yourself 
and what you plan to do with the $10,000 for your home improvement budget. So picture briefly a little bit about yourself, briefly a little bit about what you plan to do. Send that through the KLAQ mobile app. You can also send it through klaq.com. And of everybody that gets registered, of all the uh, eligible entries, we're going to do a random drawing. So once your entry's in, everybody's got an equal chance because this drawing's going to be random to win $10,000. Thanks to GECU and KLAQ and the Town Square Media family of stations. Deadline, though, is April 10th, so that's coming up in just a few short days. Get that photo taken and send send it in uh, with haste. So you have a chance to win this $10,000. All right, you ready for uh, today's sound clips? Let's do it. All of the day's news with accompanying sound bites and actualities. It is today in sound clips. Um, So the White House and Joe Biden don't seem to be on the same page as to whether or not it's sometimes... The press secretary, Jen Psaki, doesn't even seem to be on the same page. Yes, Vladimir Putin's a war criminal, but no, we're not in favor of regime change. You know, I'm sure we'll, we heard clips yesterday of Biden saying, uh, yeah, I think he's a war criminal and should be removed, but I'm not in favor of regime change. Well, White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki uh, talked yesterday about more sanctions coming up against Russia. Saki also says that Russia's financial sector is on the brink of collapse right now. A little more from uh, Saki, who says the White House is not seeking regime change in Russia. By the way, you're going to see a quick, you're going to hear this clip, and then you're going to hear her say, yeah, but Vladimir Putin's a war criminal. So not seeking regime change in Russia. However, I don't. What are you doing? You're conflating somebody saying that he's a war criminal with saying that they want regime change. I can say I want. He's a war criminal, but our, our policy is not to replace him right now. Well, obviously, they would like to see him replaced. There's a difference between a personal opinion and what your country's policy is. There's a huge difference. What policy? Well, I think what's going on here. I mean, I'm I'm not so naive that I don't realize they still want to negotiate if possible. With Putin, and when you say, "Oh, we're going to take you out," that kind of takes negotiation off the table. So, yeah, absolutely. They, so, but it, it it comes off like you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. But it's a tight it's a tightrope act. How could you not call him a war criminal after seeing all the photos out of Buka and stuff? I mean, he's a war criminal. Now, do you take every war criminal and uh, depose them? Do you you send in people to change the government over? No, you don't do that for every. Uh, no, uh, there are some we we let stay in power, depending on. Look at Turkey, uh, Rice of Erdogan, uh, or the Oregon and Oregon and Hungary. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of people. You got uh, all kinds of dictators in Africa that we really don't <laughs> bother with. Well, and there, again, like I said, there's a difference between your personal opinion and what a country policy makes. I mean, policy makers do different things than what your opinion is. Oh, I'm listen. I'm sure right now that our government and intelligence services, foreign intelligence services, are working around the clock to try and drum up support within Russia for them to oh, sure. overthrow uh, Putin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a war criminal, but we don't seek regime regime change. We don't say we're seeking regime change. There are machinations and process to try mm, sure. and take him down from the inside if they can find, you know, a group of sympathetic uh, people in Russia that are 
they're probably working on that. As I say, around the clock. A lot of people, when we when they say, especially about the United States, this is something that the rest of the world likes to brand the United States as, that we are just these lone wolves that will go in and change the, the leaders of countries that we don't like, like in, in uh, South America, any of those countries mm-hmm. that were prone to, to communism or uh, even democratically elected leaders in, in South America, we would overthrow we'll, them. We'll replace them with the military strongman if yeah. that's what it takes. And so the U.S. gets that label o- around the world and has had that for a while. And that's why it well, was they such probably a, earned it in large part. It was such a mistake for Joe Biden to say uh, he, he can't uh, remain in power because that's exactly the narrative that about the United States. So I guess they got have. on the same page. It's like, okay, you can call him a war criminal, you can call him a monster, but you can't say he needs to be removed from power. Well, because then it goes back to, oh, are they just like back back in the day, Banana Republic setting up these these things, uh, you know, these false governments for people. All right, let me switch gear uh, gears a little bit. We're going to stay in the White House, but on on the way in, here's what I typically do: like I'll uh, tune over to CNN. And then I'll tune over to Fox News for a little bit. Like when CNN goes to commercials, I'll go to Fox News. When Fox News goes to commercials, I'll switch it back to uh, CNN. So CNN and MSNBC, I throw that in the mix sometimes mm-hmm. too. So they they've all got reporters on the ground in Ukraine. They've got people reporting about uh, war crimes in Bucha. They've got all this. That's you know what they're covering. So I'm like, all right, well they're in commercials now. Let me go. Uh, I don't need to hear this commercial for Cola Guard, so let me go <laughs> over to Fox and see what they're talking about. Take a wild guess. This was like wall to wall what they were talking uh, about. Hunter Biden? No, good guess. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you'd be right, but no. Uh, Obama at the White House. Obama went to the White House, and all they were talking about on Fox and Friends was how Biden looked foolish, and nobody wanted to talk to Biden, what? and everybody was excited about Obama, and just how miserable. Uh, Biden looked and how weak he came off because Obama was there and everybody was excited about it. So I I watched some of uh, what they were talking about and you really had to search for you know, they were making it like everybody stuck Joe Biden in a corner and made him face put his nose in the corner. It wasn't that. In fact, as the former president points out uh, the one thing that he did say was a pre-written joke. So again, we go back to the thing where if you want to willfully not get a joke uh, that's one thing, but to do it wall to wall coverage all morning long <laughs> is is quite another. <laughs> all right, so uh, Obama was there touting the Affordable uh, Care Act, also known as Obamacare. President Obama says nothing made him prouder than the ACA in 2010. Uh, Tiger Woods has made an announcement that certainly made waves in the golf world. Tiger says that he's uh, planning on playing when the Masters tournament officially starts tomorrow. So those were some pretty serious injuries. I, you wanted to know what they were yesterday, so I yeah. detailed them. It was like it was a compound a, fracture it, where the bone's sticking out through the. Well, that's it. Was an, a, a compound means it's broken completely, like it's separated. What's it called when it breaks? The that's skin? an open fracture. Okay. Yeah. So well, it was, it was an, that. It was both of those. It things. was an open and compound tib-fib fracture and comminuted fractures as well. Uh, so, you know, a pretty serious injury back at the beginning of 2021, and now Tiger is ready to play his first tournament back, not counting like a father-son tournament, which he was in a couple months ago, but uh, looks like Tiger's planning to play. Jason Momoa shot down rumors that he and Kate Beckinsale are dating after they were spotted 
chatting and being very friendly at a post-Oscars party. Gee, I wonder what they were talking about. <laughs> Here's uh, Jason Momoa, who shot down the rumor. I guess at one point he had given her his coat because she felt cold. Oh. And that was interpreted as being very flirty. Well, I think Kate Beckinsale is known as being very flirty. Is that true, Joanna? I guess. I don't know much about Kate Beckinsale. Well, she didn't she date Pete Davidson? She did. <laughs> okay, so that's all you need to know. <laughs> well, it's good. How does that the, make her flirty? Yeah, how does that make well, her flirty? Well, she had gone, She well, he was like one in a string of different things, and it was at a time when people were making fun of uh, Kate Beckinsale for looking older, and why Why are you dating? And young, oh, right, she's a little older than Pete Davidson. A little. <laughs> okay, but she's Kate Beckinsale. Are you telling me you would turn her down? I would absolutely never turn Kate Beckinsale down, but I think that she has... I would be at her beck and call. (laughs) I would be at the beck and call of beck and sale. Almost there. We're almost there. One more. Work on it. Um, Former teen idol Bobby Rydell has passed away. Oh, He died yesterday at the age of 79. Wait, is this a Grease thing? Is that how you recognize Bobby Rydell's name? I don't know who that is, actually. (laughs) You had me. You fished me in. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I didn't want you to feel left out. Bobby Rydell was a teen idol in the 50s and 60s. He passed away at the age of 79. And in uh, Grease... In Greece, too, I guess. The high school they go to is Rydell High School. Oh, it Named is, in honor yeah. of Bobby Rydell. What does he sing? Well, Wild One, Wildwood Days, and Volari was one of his biggest hit. Yeah, right. that slaps. I mean, in the very early days, rock... It totally slapped in the early days. Rock and roll wasn't really sure what it was going to be. It was like, are we going to be... Uh, Elvis Presley and Chuck Berry, or are we going to do Volare? (laughs) (laughs) I got to show you guys this because there's a video that goes along with it. A guy in Dallas rickrolled the entire city. (laughs) A guy named Jared Gines did an April Fool's joke last Friday. He put three. Now, listen to this, and then I'll show you because I just couldn't picture what it's describing. He put 300 drones in the sky. And together they created a giant glowing QR code. So if anybody saw the QR code and scanned it with their phones, it went to Rick Astley singing Never Gonna Give You Up. So (laughs) he rickrolled the entire city of Dallas. It sounds like an engineering feat. Uh, Yeah, let let me show you what it looked like. So you're probably dying to see what (gasps) it looked like. These are all drones making a QR code. I can't believe that would even work. I couldn't either. Like as long as it's in the shape, it doesn't Technology, matter if man. they're if they're drones. Okay. I just found out they work on TV after that one Super Bowl ad with the bouncing QR code. How did they position them so precisely right next to each other? And you said it, engineering probably. <gasps> oh my god. Describe for the uh, audience what you're seeing there. You know, like in the Super Bowl when Lady Gaga came out and there were drones everywhere. It's like that. It, but, but somehow more impressive. Like it's almost it's a, like a firework went off, but the, the sparks did not disappear. The the sparks from a firework it just looks like, organized themselves. It yeah. looks like God superimposed a Ms. <laughs> Pac-Man maze over the city of Dallas is kind of what it looks like. It does. <laughs> wow. Right, and they each, oh each drone looks like one of the dots that Miss Pac-Man's supposed to eat, right? Yeah. 
Well, it's a QR code, and if you got your phone out, as thousands of people did, you got rickrolled. Whoops, sorry. What? <laughs> what the bloody... Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I probably need to... You glitched it. On April 1st, 2022, nice. the entire city of Dallas was rickrolled by 300 drones. That was really uh, impressive. And oh, that, uh, Sky Elements Drone Shows. I guess this that, is a company that puts on drone, drone shows. shows. That's why, yeah. Um, Although it does make me think the future of entertainment, like you'll have just drones creating screens for things in the sky. Yeah, I'd be entertained by that. Right? Just the whole time looking up. Just looking up. How did he do that? Yeah. I want that firework away. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Just a little over an hour away from our first cash code keyword. You can listen for the first one of the day coming down at about a quarter past the hour. Starting at 8 o'clock. And then throughout the day, hear the keyword, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app. And then listen for another keyword in the next hour and enter that one and then rinse and repeat because every time you enter, it's another chance to win, well, a couple of things. We got to, every day we're going to have a one $2,000 winner, but you could win up to $10,000. You could read all the rules and regulations and everything you need to know via the KLAQ mobile app or at KLAQ.com. I uh, read something on, like, a comment page. I think I was reading an article on Fox. Okay. And I couldn't decide if it's, like, people being serious or if it was people making fun. Were they – it was real anti-vaccine people or was it somebody making fun of anti-vaccine? Okay. There was a whole thread. It's a weird world where we live in where you can't tell the both between parody and, and reality. Yeah, I think there's like a rule on that. Like rule something is that you can't you can't tell if somebody's satirizing something or if they sincerely believe it. Uh, and it's definitely in that territory. So it was a bunch of people claiming to be unvaxxed. And they were referring to themselves as purebloods. Oh I didn't God. get vaccinated, oh so I'm a pureblood. And they were like... We need to get the government to step in and make sure that we don't get blood transfusions from mudbloods. <laughs> what? Like Harry Potter mudbloods? Oh Are they half muggle? I think they've just adapted the lingo or it's somebody making fun of anti-vaxxers. But it was like a... It a, totally sounds like somebody just trolling anti-vaxxers. It so, could be a thing where somebody posted it trying to troll anti-vaxxers and then people actually jumped in. It's like, yeah, that sounds like, yeah, I don't want to get a blood transfusion from somebody who's got that vaccine running through their brain, through their veins. Is that something that's happened? Have anti-vaxxers literally turned down blood because it's been vaccinated before? How would they know? How would they know? As soon as they need... Uh, well, I say that, but then you had those people who needed like an organ transplant, but they hadn't got vaccinated. The heart, yeah. They were like, "Nope, sticking to my guns. I'll pass on the, I'll pass on the heart as well, as long as I don't have to get vaccinated." It's crazy. Did that guy pass away? Yeah, remember there yeah, was he one. Away. He's already passed, and he never got the vaccine. Never got the vaccine or a heart. As you're going into, could have used the Wizard of Oz. I keep meaning to take a picture of this as you're going into Alamogordo. 
from okay. if you go over the organs. You know, yes, the organs. Watch, yeah. The organ mountains. Oh, there's <laughs> the a, organs. There's a, what? What? The organ mountains. Oh, okay. You're messing with my geography. There's a big billboard, and I'm just I'm just so curious to find out like who paid for the billboard. It's a huge billboard that says "We support the unvaxed." I told you to take a picture of it. Yeah, that would have been a good picture. Somebody take a picture of it if and you're out send there, it to us. Send it to us. But it doesn't say like who's paying for this. Is it a religious group? Is it a political? Like, is it just how many people agree with this sentiment? In mm-hmm. Alamogordo, but specifically what I want to know is like, who's like, I want to shell out a couple of grand a month to pay for this billboard just saying that we, whoever we are, support the unbacked. Somebody wealthy and ignorant. Yeah, but specifically who? <laughs> I'm sure there are lots of wealthy, ignorant like people Otero out there. Otero County anti-vaxxers. Maybe yeah. it's an organization. Is it connected to like the Republican Party of Otero County? I wonder. Oh, that's a good point. I'd, be, I'd just be very curious to see who puts up the. I mean, we got our own billboard here where it's like I, I forget exactly what the wording is, but there's a billboard on I-10 that says "Find out the truth about the vaccine." Oh, have you seen that one? Yeah, I thought that was a good thing. I thought that was no, like a no. It's like, like here to dispel any myths. Come to this website, and we will tell you the real information. No, no, no. no. This is all about how the vaccine has Wi-Fi signals in it, or whatever. What? Makes you zombie. Yep. I have a friend out in Alamogordo and wants to know where exactly the sign is. So. As you're driving from Las Cruces into Alamogordo, I would say that it's three or four miles before you actually get to the city limits of Alamogordo. Okay. I mean, it's definitely past the Border Patrol checkpoint. It's definitely past the entry to White Sands. Going that way. Who's this friend of yours, Joanna? Yeah, you got a friend in Alamogordo. What kind of friend is this? Is it a booty call? No, it's a family friend. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) You ready for some neckline calls? Uh, you call us on the neckline, 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. You'll hear a recorded message, and then you leave a message for us. And, you know, if everything works out and the stars align, we'll get to play your message back for everybody to hear on the morning show. Uh, hi there, KLEQ neckline. Um, I just have something to say. Uh, well, I'm an Uber driver, and sadly, I'm going to be picking up less... Uh, riders in the near future. Let me tell you why. Um, so I, recently, I just dropped off a soldier at a military base, and fortunately, the guy, the the gatekeeper allowed me in because my my base pass expired. And this was nice enough to let me drop off the customer where she wanted to go, so I wouldn't leave her right there at the gate, right? So you know, I'm like, okay, I should be responsible and get another ba- uh, another base pass at uh, at the you know, at the base at the, at the entrance. But uh, unfortunately, there's a whole process where I need to have the customer, the rider in the car with me for me to get a new base pass. Now, that's a huge inconvenience for customers because they have to wait, wait in the car while I fill out the proper forms to get base pass. So sadly, I won't be doing that anymore. Sorry, soldiers of El Paso, but there's going to be one less Uber driver for you all. Uh, it's just that the thing is, I really don't want to wait in line because, like, last time I had a customer uh, in the car waiting for me, 
I got a one star. So uh, oh, no. the combination of the threat of getting a one star for making the customer wait and having to follow the rules to get a base pass, like needing to have a customer in the car with me, is probably just not worth it. So again, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, soldiers, please be patient with your Uber riders who have to get a base pass. Please don't give them a one star because they don't deserve it. Anyways, you guys have a wonderful day. God bless. Bye. Oh, man. I'm actually pretty familiar with this situation. Uh, the on-base situation yeah. with Uber? Well, no, okay. just the on-base situation. When's the last time you were on base, Buzz? Uh, three three years ago, probably. That you drove? No, I was right with somebody. When's the last time you've driven on base? On Fort Bliss? Probably 10 years ago. So No, with- it's not been that long. But probably six. Well, they have uh, Freedom Crossing there. It's a big type of mall-like area on Fort Bliss. There's a cinema there? There's a cinema. There's all kinds of food. Like, I don't even look at movie times like that because it seems like it's going to be a whole rigmarole. You know, you could go see a movie at the Fort Bliss one, but I think you have to go through this whole process. Well, no, what he's talking about is this, this base pass thing, the process. Do you have to get that to go to Freedom Crossing? That's, you don't need anything once you get on base, but to get on base, you need this, this, this pass that he's talking about. What a crappy passenger giving them a one star when they know that they have to get this pass. I used to love Fort Bliss going on because we we would have comedy shows at a at a uh, Irish pub there called Shamrocks and that's where a bunch of military guys started comedy for the first time. Uh, Oh, the the El Paso comedy scene always has like a few military active duty military guys. And some of them are really, really funny. Yeah, and uh, two of them who have gotten out of the military have gone on to still do comedy wherever they're at now. But uh, I used to love it. I used to go on base all the time. They would just see, show your ID. That's all you had to do was show your ID to the, the, the guard, and then he would wave you through. Well, I think maybe four or five years ago, the whole system's changed. So if you're a visitor of Fort Bliss, you have to go to this little shack or office that, that's right next to the guard, and you have to go get a pass. You have to sign a form. You got to do that every time you every go on base. Every single time. If you're not, if you're not a military guy, yes. Or, or, or if you don't have a military ID. Even military if you're just guy. the Uber driver? If you're just the Uber driver, yes. That sounds very I onerous. wonder how it works with like the pizza drivers. I've Same seen thing. like, they, yeah. Yep. They got to fill out this <laughs> yep. thing. I would be very tempted to say, you know what? It's just not worth it. Your caller did. Yeah, that's what the caller was saying, I think. Here's Nice Tony, who's also an Uber driver. Hi, Nice Tony. Hey, Buzz. How you doing today? Hey, you heard that guy calling? Is he, uh, you know anything about this yeah. situation on base? Yes, correct. Um, back in May of last year, they changed the policy. Before, you can go in any time and get your pass. Now, you don't have to get it every time. Some last for a month. Some they give you for three months. I've even had one for six months. Oh, nice. But they, but they changed their policy. Like, the, like the, the driver said, you have to have somebody in the car. It is nearly impossible to get somebody to agree to wait for you to get that pass because it could take five minutes, it could take an hour. Oh they're God! Running. And all they all they want is there to be let off where they're going to go. So they're probably like, yes, you know yes. what? I'll I'll walk it from there. But then you can't get your pass, right? Yes. So my uh, about three weeks ago, my pass expired on a Monday. I was able to uh, I was able to get it. Um, I, I was able to get a passenger waiting to, uh, willing to wait for. Me. And um, they were so rude and disrespectful in there, yelling at me. And I just said, you know what? This is not worth it, and I'm not doing it anymore. The 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 people who were responsible for giving out the base passes were yelling at you. Yes, yes, correct. They're very rude, very disrespectful in there. It's not even worth it. 
the fares aren't worth what they used to be. Hey, guys, I got to go. Gotta yeah, talk to right you. on. Yep. Okay. Take care. All right, take care of business. Nice, Tony. We'll see you. Well, there's nice Tony. Yeah, straight from the uh, I don't know if there's source. any brass listening or anybody who's in a decision-making, but if you, you know, some of your soldiers need a Uber and it's convenient for them, I guess maybe you could make it a little easier. I don't know. Well, this is the argument that they would give you, is that they, they're not concerned about how easy it is for their soldiers to be able to get an Uber. They don't, they don't, they don't care. care one way or the they're, other. They're, it's all about base security, and I think that's when it changed uh uh, from just being able to show your ID to having to get a pass was it was about base security uh, and really I seem to remember right that, after, after 911 the they really changed it like you had pretty it was pretty easy to get on base and we, we we'd have concerts over there and stuff and after 911 it just got to the point where it was really really tough to get on base after they implemented some of those changes all right let's take a break we got more calls off the neckline uh, if you want to call us in the studio like nice Tony just did. Uh, got a new number for that. It's 915-910-4995. That is 915-910-4995 to yell at us directly. And we encourage that, so go ahead and give us a call. And we'll have some more neckline calls and Mo Show calendar on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoos. Dyer and Monroe, check them out on social media or visit them at PumpingInkTattoo.com. Oh Give a look at the God, uh, Mojo Buzz. calendar coming up in just a few minutes. What's up? My friend sent the vi- the picture. <laughs> yeah, no it's way. A, it's a, like this oh, crazy billboard. anti-vax billboard in Alamogordo is like over the top, isn't it? Uh, we support the unvax, and then underneath it, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I couldn't remember if those were two separate billboards in Alamogordo or if they were the same billboard. Amazing. Thank you, L. Well, they found it. They didn't. It didn't take them very long. But it doesn't say, like, who's responsible. No, it doesn't. Oh, paid for by Americans for medical. Oh, and then there's something in the, the middle. Right. Because I'm always driving past it. And whatever, whoever, if it identifies who the group is. Oh, yeah, it's blocked Medical by... Medical freedom, probably. Yeah, who's that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge billboard as you're going into Alamogordo. We support the unvaxxed. What a welcome to town that is, huh? So does the virus. <laughs> Wait a minute, does the virus support... Support the unvaxxed? I mean... It sponsors them. If a virus could appreciate anything, I guess they appreciate <laughs> <laughs> like an unvaxxed host. Back to the neckline, and then we're going to have the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events coming up in just a few minutes. Yo, I just want to say I love the way y'all handled Frank the Tank's ignorant call. Hopefully he'll stop calling back, but I bet he's already called a million times by now. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you, Stoner Guy. That Stoner Guy calling out Frank the Tank, but honestly, I don't remember Frank the Tank's call that he's referring to. It was the one where he was like, you need to do like a beauty pageant to get your next host, and they'll be in like bikinis, and you can judge so you can see. Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. Was that Frank the Tank? That was Frank the Tank. And I said, 
Look, it feels like you're projecting a lot of things onto me. We're not going to have a bikini contest to pick out a new co-host. Mm-hmm. I guess they got it. Like they listed the job though to replace Lisa because I've been hearing from people on LinkedIn who are, who I know are like, guess what? Guess my, what showed up in my LinkedIn? My LinkedIn gives me the alert, and it's like, hey, a new job has been posted with you. Uh, you're qualified for it. It's near your area. And I was like, oh my god, how amazing! <laughs> it's it, the co-host. Was it Lisa's job? Yes. Yeah, it's a good match. It's even funnier that you're like, oh yeah, what else? Is there? <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, what is it? It's Lisa's job. <laughs> Back to the same pit. Are you looking for a new job, Joanna? <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm on LinkedIn and I get alerts. And that was one you of the alerts. Sounded a little too excited got. about a new job, all right? I was excited because it was like, you're so qualified for the. It like really hypes you, you up. You are. You're really qualified. I've about. gotten thousands and thousands <laughs> of invites to be on LinkedIn, but I've never understood why you'd be on LinkedIn unless you were looking. For a change in your job, some people use it as a like a networking it's platform. Good networking, yeah. yeah. Where you where you send messages, hey, we're in the same business. We should you know have drinks or whatever. Really? Yeah. So it's like more like a not, like not a dating. No, no, no. I, when I said have drinks, and I meant talk business. Like if you're in one business place that talk. supplies things, and you have a demand for this type of thing, who would want to do that? Oh, professionals. That's how things work these days yeah. now, Buzz. Oh, that's what they mean by networking. Yes. <laughs> My God. Jeez. You know, even people at the station, like some of the guys on the other side have been asking me about like Lisa's position. And I'm like, I, I don't know anything normally. So. <laughs> well, according to LinkedIn, I'm qualified. You're very qualified. I'll tell you one thing we definitely need is somebody to get those phone calls because Joanna's got a real juggling act over there. She's running all it's the controls and here. commercials and everything and. That reminds me, by the way, somebody called in and said that that pass you can take into Fort, that you have to get for Fort Bliss, they just changed, like, some of the rules yesterday. To make it easier? To make it a little easier. So, I guess she said you could get it online now. Oh, cool. So that you can, you don't have to go down to that office or anything Mm -hmm. like that. We we had a call. We had an Uber driver call, if you're just joining the show or missed this part. He was saying, whenever your base pass expires for Fort Bliss... You've got to go to renew it, but you've got to have your passenger wait for you, and that that can sometimes take. Well, the office to get it, I think, is right by the gate. Yeah, but you've got to convince somebody right. that's an Uber fare, hey, wait for me wait, however long wait. this is going to take. Yeah. I guess if you do it online, you don't have to do that, right? Yeah, but if your Uber driver has to get that, don't give them a one-star rating for that. That's <laughs> right. not their fault. Especially if that person well, the is call, in the military. The, the guy calling, I don't, I didn't recognize uh, it as a the guy as a regular call. I kind of did. I kind of recognized his voice, but he said most of the people are just like, "No, I'm not going to wait around for that." So they mm-hmm. just rather get dropped off. And but then he can't get the base pass. And somebody called in to say you can do it online now. Okay. Hey, morning show. Um, I have something here that I was watching. I was listening to on the View. Uh, yes, I watched the view. But uh, they were talking about this thing about this couple that they were gonna do role play to, you know, enhance their their sex life. And they were talking about role playing. 
And what happened was is that the husband made the mistake of asking his wife to role play as one of the neighbors down the street. Oh my god. So we started talking about it and Franny was like, Oh well that's an amateur move and they all look at her like, What? How do you know? And so she's Catholic, so Catholics we tend to be a little freaky in the bedroom. But the Wait, is that the reputation of Catholics? Freaky in the bedroom? I thought it was, you were only supposed to do it missionary style. <laughs> and only for procreative purposes. Yeah, but then what about the the trope of the Catholic schoolgirl? Yes, co-host came on and said, you know what? I mean, when you're role-playing in the bedroom, you have to be someone that's unobtainable. Like, for example, uh, if my husband were to say to be Princess Leia or Tina Turner, I'd be okay with that. But it got me wondering. It's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tina Turner? I mean, Tina Turner, who the heck would want somebody to role-play as Tina Turner? I can imagine. Honey. Hold on just a second. I'll let you finish, but I have to say something about Tina Turner. Hey, could you role-play as Tina Turner, and while you're doing it, can you sing to me? Then we're rolling, daddy, rolling, daddy, rolling on my way, way, boy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Tina Turner of all things. <laughs> It just got me going, and I thought of it like clicked in my mind, and I'm not even high on Mary Jane. So that's a pop thought without Mary Jane. You're welcome. Bye. You know, Tina Turner had kind of retired from showbiz and moved to, I believe, France. And then you really didn't see or hear much from Tina Turner, and then they did this documentary, a co you know, last year or the year before, within the past couple of years, and Tina Turner participated in it. And I thought, Tina Turner still looks good. She's got to be close to 80 years old. Mm -hmm. She still looks pretty dynamite. I think it's almost like uh, there's something very creepy about role-playing and you're going to role-play as an acquaintance. Oh, that's, that's almost crazy. like involving somebody unwittingly in your sex play. I thought it, I thought role play was supposed to be about the job, like the, the milkman or the maid or the doc playing doctor. Okay. Hey, we got a uh, live call from Hector, and Hector works on base, so he's got something to add about the uh, situation getting on and off base if you're a Uber driver or if you're a rideshare of any kind. I guess. Hi, Hector. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, How you doing? Morning. Doing good, Hector. Can you shed some light on this? Sure, uh, sure. Uh, I've been, uh, I work at Fort Bliss. I've been doing it for three years now, and I'm one of the actually personnel that handles all the passes and the policies regarding oh. Fort Bliss. Somebody called in and said you guys are nice. Tony said you guys are, or not, maybe not you, but that his experience was people were yelling at him and barking orders and not polite at all. Uh, you know, we do get some, but it works both ways. You know, um, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we get Uber drivers that, uh, whether it be uh, Uber Eats or Uber drivers themselves, that come in uh, kind of rude. But we try to do help them a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, the way it is right now, with the, especially with COVID, since COVID started. Uh, the base is not open to the public. It's not open. Oh. The only way, the only way somebody can come in, they have to be sponsored by somebody with the DOD card. Okay, so and that depends on the sponsor. The sponsor can get the pass for that person for up to uh, six months or to a year. It all depends on the sponsor. Now, for Uber Eats, they must have a delivery for that day. For example, for today, if they come in. And they have a uh, delivery for today. We'll give them a pass once they do a background check on him and all that stuff. If he or she passes, 
they'll get a year pass. You oh. know. And How then, long does the background check take? The, because the background takes the, the background checks uh, takes about five to ten minutes. Oh, okay. You know, it's a big process. Well, and then uh, also for drivers, the same thing. If they have a passenger, the passenger does need to get off so we can verify that he or she has a an ID. And then it works the same way for the drivers, too. They have to go through a background check. Once they clear, they get a pass for the whole year, sir. You know, so. Hector, Joanna said somebody called in and said that they're letting people uh, get their passes online. Do you know if that's accurate? No, well, that's accurate, sir, but it only works for uh, military uh, people that have access to a military computer. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so your your typical Uber driver or Uber Eats probably wouldn't be able to do it that way, then. No, sir, because they have to put their government uh, card inside uh, uh, one of those uh, card readers mm. in order for them to get access. That's the only way. I would just say I could imagine, like, if an Uber driver's in there and they're, like, in a hurry and maybe they're, you know, that uh, they're worried about getting that one-star review. So that's probably what has them all flustered. Hey, Hector, I used to go to uh, Freedom Crossing pretty frequently. So are you are you saying right now, as a civilian, I, I couldn't get on base to go to Freedom Crossing anymore? No, sir, unless you get somebody that sponsors you with a DOD card. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, Hector. Yes, sir. Good yes. info. We appreciate it, yeah. man. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. You oh. know, that Freedom Crossing really was a cool place, or it still is, I they assume. But good I saw Robert O'Keefe there one time. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been six years ago the last time I went. <laughs> That's like his favorite singer ever. Yeah. <laughs> I like I'm just wondering if you guys uh, changed the number here, too, but um, I think not. Uh, so... <laughs> All right. I just want to you guys change the number. Of this, but I did not. All right. Thank you. Right. So we did not change that number. Oh, I guess it works. So it works, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> callers sound very surprised that the line picked up. That's all oh. I wanted to do. <laughs> I just wanted to see if the number is the same. Yeah, it is. For now. Uh, neckline number 844-805-NECK. 844-805-6325. Studio line to call us. Uh, live on the air. Now that is a new that has changed in the past month. It's nine one five nine one zero four nine nine five. I'll repeat that again. This is if you want to call in live and be on the air with us. Nine one five nine one zero four nine nine five. Here's a trend that people are showing off on social media. People are already getting tattoos of the Will Smith Oscar slap. Oh my God. Does that come as a surprise to you? No. A lot of tattoo artists are saying that they've had more, multiple, now that could be two or more, people who've come in with a picture of the slap and they say, I want this exact moment. Multiple? You know, I guess it's the moment where Will's hand is there and Chris Rock's face is already, you know, going uh, back and to the right. So um, if you're going to go get the uh, Will Smith Oscar slap tattoo, just know that you're probably not the only one who's gotten it. Um, but what's next, huh? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to get into the uh, Mo Show calendar. Nico is going to be doing news today. So we got that about uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes away. And not much longer than that until we have the first cash code keyword of the day. Look for that to be coming or listen for it to be coming down. At about a quarter past the hour, we'll have a different keyword every hour through the 5 p.m. hour. 
Every time you hear a word, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app or klaq.com. And every time you enter a keyword, makes you eligible for a drawing. Every day there's going to be a $2,000 winner. You could even win $10,000. Here's a um, April Fool's prank that we're just hearing about. A couple in England came home from vacation to found th- find their kitchen and living room almost entirely covered in tinfoil. Just about everything in the kitchen and living room was covered in tinfoil. The uh, the woman in the couple has been having a prank war with her co-workers, so they got access to their house, and it took them seven hours to wrap everything. My question on that is, who really got pranked here? Because it probably only took them like 20 minutes to un-tinfoil everything. <laughs> you know what it reminds it's me It's like when Michelle and yes. uh, I guess <laughs> Emily it was came in and gift-wrapped a bunch of my stuff. Is like, uh, I feel like you're the one who got pranked. You probably had to spend at least two hours doing this but studio. But didn't it even took, play along for like two seconds. Like not at all. He was like, this. was I supposed to be like... Oh, what? What's going on? Oh, what an inconvenience. No, the first thing I thought was like, you guys wasted how much of your own time doing this? Because it's only going to take me five minutes to just tear all this stuff you up. You take out the fun out of everything. everything. That's what I was fun born to do. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm known for, for sure. <laughs> is this a sign of what's wrong with education in America? There's a Texas high school that has fewer than 1,200 students. And they're building a new $35 million football stadium. What? Damn. They take their football stadiums very seriously. Is it a private school? No, it's a public school. (gasps) It's one of those towns now where football, like high school football, is such a big deal. It's about 45 miles outside Dallas. Let me see if I can. I looked up this story yesterday, so I knew which town it was. But I need to open it again. <laughs> Melissa High School. Melissa, Texas is about an hour northeast from Dallas. And it has a population of 18,000. It is growing. So I guess they got that going on for them. It's like a you know, part of urban sprawl. Um, it is a growing suburb of Dallas. And Melissa, Texas... Uh, football team just moved up to the 5A D2 level and the population of the city is expected to go up. I've driven past some beautiful high school stadiums oh, yeah? that are in, yeah, the one in uh, oh, not Artesia it's, it, it's gorgeous. it looks like just a little shrunk down like somebody took a shrinking ray to a NFL stadium. It's It's nicer than a lot of college stadiums, I'll tell you that and it just makes you wonder if you're putting $35 million into your high school stadium, do you have enough microscopes to go around in biology class? How old are your books? <laughs> you know, is every. Are you supporting the mathletes as much as you're supporting the football team? You got any thoughts on that? No, I did fencing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the fencing program was a little underfunded as opposed to the football program in high school? Uh, yes, definitely. What could have helped? What could have helped? If we if we had 
like if people a, watching. If the <laughs> Three Musketeers movie had come out to maybe popularize or it sponsored by the candy. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, yes. what you need to do is you need to do fencing, but have those uh, lightsabers that you can buy. They have those. That would be that, so. That has already cool. been introduced to fencing. Now you might be thinking, "Oh, we have some pretty nice football stadiums in El Paso." No, 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 no. no the None same. of them measure up no. to some of these little, uh, little, uh, uh, little towns. Little town football stadiums are just opulent. There are uh, new quarters coming out honoring American women, great American women. Oh, Sweet. that's good. Five more women will appear. Is on Joanna Barbon one of them? Joanna didn't make the cut this time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, thought it was your year for sure. <laughs> Pilot Bessie Coleman. Ballerina Maria Tallchief. Activist Jovita Idar. And hula teacher Edith Kanaka Ole. And former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt. What was the deal? It's like, hey, we got five quarters to put one white lady on one. We got to get four minorities that nobody's ever heard of. I've actually heard of Maria Tallchief. <laughs> I'm glad you have. Have you ever heard of Hovita Idar? I haven't. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe the point of making <laughs> them this. they're on a quarter and now. Now we're talking about them. Yeah. And we're going to learn about them. That's the point of putting these people on the quarters. Jovita Idar was a uh, civil rights pioneer for Mexican Americans, and she lived in San Antonio. And she covered; she was a journalist who covered uh, the Mexican Revolution, among other things. See, you know even more about this than and you I profess. Looked, I had to look it up. Buzz, <laughs> buzz the. I don't want to say it. Never mind. Please don't. Whatever. Please you're thinking. don't. I'm I was thinking. <laughs> just don't say I'm, it. I'm saying if you had a handful of quarters, you'd go. Oh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Who are these other ladies? I'm not really sure who these I are. I think that's the point. And so that it would start a conversation. Okay, w- w- would you prefer white, just all white women? No. What white woman would you put on for, your for instance, Amelia Earhart. Bessie Coleman uh, was an African-American pilot and a pioneering female pilot, at least according to her Wikipedia page. <laughs> If you're like, we're going to give a famous American a quarter and we'd like it to be African-American, give it to Aretha Franklin. Give it to Beyonce. Give it to somebody that people have... Uh, Beyonce? Yeah, I've heard of. Give it to, I don't know, uh, Rosa Parks. Maybe she's already got one. I don't know. All right, let's get into the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events and find out what's happening. Uh, today is April the 6th. Hey, I got a quick question. I haven't even okay. thought about getting my tax stuff together are we doing taxes in the middle of april like normal or are we still uh i think are we still on covid yeah. delay no no covid delay this year i think oh crud so you better get on that dude so i have a job now do i need to do taxes oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah oh my God. you got to do them okay because yeah. as a comic i never thought that was something that was necessary no you should do that dude uh, yeah, you're supposed to be reporting your income, even if it's like a gig type of thing. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you admitting they on know the air that you haven't paid income taxes? I'm admitting on the air that I got just paid $35 for something. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was worth reporting. Yo, yo, Uncle Sam, like six bucks of that, all right? <laughs> uh, today is Army Day. We talked to a lot of uh, people from Fort Bliss Love all the, the time. Army. So happy Army Day. 
I assume it's the U.S. Army. It doesn't say, but I just assume <laughs> it's not going to be the Moroccan <laughs> Army. <laughs> Today is Drowsy Driver Awareness Day. National Bookmobile Day. We're going to have uh, Assistant yeah. Director of the El Paso Libraries on to talk about National Bookmobile Day. And this Yay. week is National Book Week. National Walking Day. Today is also Hostess Twinkie Day because the Twinkie was invented on this date in 1930. When did they invent how to make it last forever? At the same time? I, you know, it actually includes this on my, on my calendar information. It says, the urban legend that Twinkies have a shelf life of many centuries is not true. Twinkies have a shelf life of about 25 days. Okay, I know that's I know not that's true. not accurate. I've I've Both found Twinkies that Twinkies I forgot about. Later, yeah. Like there's one Twinkie in this box back in the back of the cupboard. I didn't look at the date, but it had to be like a year old at least. It was way older than 20. I'm saving it for later. <laughs> this date, 30 years ago, Barney and Friends debuted on PBS. 1992 is when Barney and Friends came out. Yeah. I, I think I watched that opening. You guys episode. were probably right in that age group where you were we big were Barney years fan. old. Yep. yep. I love you. You love me. We're a there's a, there's a pattern with every every uh, child that I've had where they go from loving Barney, they to love Barney, him. and then like that, either in pre-K or kindergarten, usually pre-K, they come back and they're singing like the the clean messed up, up version. Clean. Oh, the, the messed the, up version. The messed up. I hate you, you, you hate me. me, let's get together and kill Barney. Barney. You take his tail and uh, something. <laughs> I'll take his head. Then we'll shake him till he's dead. Oh, that was pretty good. If you just made that up I on did. the spot, I, I don't remember what the actual lyrics were, but that it was something like that. One hundred ninety-two years ago, year of our Lord, eighteen thirty, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints was organized by Joseph Smith in Fayette, New York. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormons, were founded on this date in 1830. How did they get around before bicycles were invented? I want to know. I'm just picturing the migration to Utah. It's like a bunch of bicycles. Guys in short sleeve shirts and ties on bicycles. Candace Cameron, also known as Candace Cameron Bure, is 46. DJ. She plays DJ Tanner on Full and Fuller House. Full and Fuller. Zach Braff is 47 from Scrubs. And Paul Rudd, who probably has a portrait of himself that looks like an old man in his attic somewhere, <laughs> is 53. Did you get that reference, Joe? Yeah, the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Paul Rudd's 53. Michael Rooker, the actor who played Merle on Walking Dead and Yondu in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he's 67. And uh, Mary Lou Henner, who played Elaine on Taxi, turned 70 today. There's a very interesting thing about her unrelated to acting or you know being a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. She's got one of the few cases of the the correct term isn't photographic memory. It's like biographic. It's eidetic. Eidetic memory, memory mm -hmm. meaning you can ask her what happened on this day, and she can tell you what she was doing. 
Mm-hmm. Or if she read a newspaper, she could tell you what was in the headline. She could tell you what the weather was. For years ago, like 30 years ago. Yeah. So it's just like, well, if she was aware of it then, she remembers all of it. They had her on 60 Minutes about it. Uh, John Ratzenberger, who has uh, been a voice in every single Pixar movie ever made and also played Cliff Clavin on Cheers, is 75. <laughs> and Billy D. Williams, who played Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars movie, he turns 85 today. That's uh look at what's happening uh, as far as birthdays and special days. Uh, okay, so I looked it up. You ready? Yeah. April 18th is the tax deadline. You're supposed to have your taxes <laughs> filed by April Good 18th. To know. Good to know. Everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Last so, year they pushed it back till like late May and they're not doing pandemic rules. Will you will you give me your tax guy? Will I give you my tax guy? Yeah. I think my tax guy might be offended that I referred somebody with such little money to him. Yeah, okay. You should you should definitely do it though, Nico. There's a chance you might. I mean, probably not, but there's a chance you might get money back. Oh, cool! You get money back? Some people do. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of depends. You know, for what? Like if you overpaid on your taxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you overpay on your taxes, you get a check depending on how much you overpaid. Some people, though, can end up, you know, owing more. I just want to get audited. You don't. <laughs> but I mean, I've never been, but Even if me. they did, I would have one flashcard to show them of all my information. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a week from Monday, that's tax deadline April 18th this year. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Good morning, Nico. Good morning. The United States, in coordination with its G7 and European allies, is expected to announce on Wednesday a sweeping new package of sanctions that will impose significant costs on Russia and send it further down the road of economic, financial, and technological isolation. The plan is expected to include a ban on all new investments in Russia, boost sanctions on financial institutions and state-owned enterprises, and impose sanctions on Russian government officials and their family members. The measures are intended to degrade key instruments of Russian state power, impose acute and immediate economic harm on Russia, and hold accountable the Russian kleptocracy that funds and supports Russian President Vladimir Putin. This comes as an estimated 11 million people have been evacuated from Ukraine since Russia invaded the country on February 24th. Do you know what a kleptocracy is? Uh, People who steal from there. Yeah, it's based on stealing from... The public, the public or public funds or from the people. and Like all the billionaires in Russia, the, the oligarchs, they didn't become wealthy they from took, being successful they took businessmen. Over, they took over industry, communist industry, communist run in, industries right. after the collapse of the Soviet Union. And stole basically all and the just, money for yeah, it, from it. Yeah. Uh, and the biggest one is probably Putin. Right. Some people say he's, he's probably the richest man in the world, but none of it's technically in his name. Mm-hmm. He puts it in the name of all these other oligarchs and... Kleptocrats. In addition to the 11 million people who have been evacuated, more than 7.1 million people have been displaced within Ukraine as of April 1st. Ketanji Brown-Jackson is on track to become the next Supreme Court justice after three Republican senators, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Mitt Romney of Utah, broke from their party to vote for her confirmation. Jackson is primed to become the first black woman to the nation's highest court in its 233-year history. Democrats on Monday were able to advance Jackson's nomination out of the Senate Judiciary Committee by a 53-47 vote, 
with the help of those three Republicans, putting President Joe Biden's nominee on a clear path to being confirmed later this week by the full Senate. All three senators lamented that the process of confirming Supreme Court nominees has become increasingly politicized, saying it damages the court's credibility and the public's confidence in the Supreme Court. Here is the vote occurring when it did. For the 47 Republican senators, I think that is just a vote that's not going to age well, you know, when they look back if any of these. For the first black yeah, female I think Supreme Court. In historical retrospect, it's going to be like. Why did you vote no on her? Yeah. yeah. Because uh, of racist babies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she couldn't define a woman, what a woman is, I suppose. Yeah. I just can't imagine that being a vote. That you're proud of later on yeah. down the road. Yeah. At the, you know, at the end yeah, of your why? career, you the end of your life, of and you look back, it's probably not something you're going to be super proud of, I would guess. Come back to Russia for a second. Sure. So, you know, Russia's not a member of NATO. But they are a no. member of the UN. Yes. And they're also on the UN Security Council. They're one of the three permanent members of the UN yeah. Security Council. The UN Security Council has a rotating uh, membership for everybody except the United States, China, Great Britain, and Russia. Those are the four pe- permanent members of the UN Security Council. Well, there's a lot of chatter about the UN taking them out of the uh, off the Security Council. And the G20, I believe, as yeah. well. Right. So there are international organizations that Russia's still part of. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you on the Security Council when you're just like lobbing bombs and troops? Oh, they're also on the UN Human Rights Council. <laughs> and that's what people have been lobbying for them to be really get, gotten kicked out of. I'm starting to think the UN's a little screwed up. <laughs> For the first time since leaving office, former President Barack Obama returned to the White House on Tuesday and joined President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris in promoting the Affordable Care Act, the Affordable Health Care Act he signed into law 12 years ago. On, on Fox last night uh, on The Five and then this morning on uh, Fox and Friends, they were, you wouldn't believe how glowingly they were speaking of Obama. Right. They were talking about how popular he is. Of course, they were only doing it to contrast how so Joe Biden. Joe I Biden, thought right. that, Obama was a radical leftist right? and uh, I never communist. heard. I never heard Judge Janine and Jesse Waters talk so kindly about Barack Obama, but it was only to contrast. Oh, look how you know cool, he old, is. and sleepy. Uh, yeah, compared to the Brandon. <laughs> Obama said that the Affordable Care Act is an example of why you run for office in the first place. President Biden announced new steps his administration is taking to build on the Affordable Care Act, including a new executive order directing federal agencies to do everything in their power to expand coverage and make it easier to enroll, which he signed after his remarks, as well as a proposed rule from the Treasury Department to fix the ACA's so-called family glitch. President Biden and Mr. Obama also joked with each other during their speech, with the president remarking, it feels like the good old days, being here with you brings back so many good memories. It looks like an army helicopter crash in Georgia on March 30th wasn't an accident. A criminal investigation is now underway after reports that two Black Hawk helicopters may have been intentionally destroyed. They collided last week at Wright Army Airfield. A medical officer on evacuation duty at the time was found dead at the site. The report says the victim, Captain James Bellew, was awake when the rest of the helicopter crew were sleeping and was the only one involved in the incident. The Army says it can't release any more details until it figures out what happened. The U.S. and Germany are shutting down an illegal darknet market site with millions of mostly Russian-speaking customers. 
The two nations are shutting down a cryptocurrency exchange they say operates out of Russia and deals mainly in illegal drugs. The marketplace is called Hydra and is known for... Hydra! That's kind of on the nose, huh? Right. The marketplace is called Hydra. I'm not sure if they have to say Hail Hydra every time they log on. And is known for facilitating ransomware attacks. German police said Tuesday they shut down darknet servers in Germany and seized $25 million in Bitcoin. The U.S. Treasury Department said later yesterday it imposed sanctions on the darknet market site, which it said had millions of customers, along with a cryptocurrency exchange provided by the marketplace. A second suspect has been arrested in connection with a shooting that killed six people in a popular nightlife area in Sacramento, California on Sunday. Oh, there was like a pop band's bus was in the middle of this. Hmm. AJ and Allie. You ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. No. I did see that. Allie's from Meet the Goldbergs. Yeah. That's a... Um, AJ Michalka? Yeah, right? Yes. The girlfriend for Barry. She's Barry's, Barry's girlfriend. Lainey. Lainey. That's AJ Michalka. Yeah. That, I just said... Yeah, Allie and AJ. Uh, yeah. I, oh, she's the AJ. Yeah. I thought oh you were saying God. she was the Allie. No. She's the... Oh. How do you keep repeating the words AJ Michalka and not know, oh, <laughs> she's the AJ Let me tell you how confused I was. When I first read this story, I thought oh it God. was... This show that used to be on, I don't know, Nickelodeon or Disney, Disney. or whatever, called Austin and Allie. Okay. Which my kids watched. I thought I thought that's who it was. No. no. It's Lainey and her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all right, but well, it's obviously very confused. Smiley Martin, 27, was taken into custody Tuesday, Sacramento police said in a statement. Smiley Martin's brother, Dondre Martin, 26, was identified as a related suspect in the shooting and was arrested Monday on assault and illegal firearm possession charges. Smiley Martin has been receiving medical treatment for serious injuries from gunfire and is under police supervision in a hospital, police said. He will be booked once his care is complete and is being charged with possession of a firearm by a prohibited person and possession of a machine gun. Cracker Jack has a snack mate, and her name is Cracker Jill. <laughs> Go snack company Frito-Lay is introducing a new face to its famous Crack Jack line. Bags Cracker of- Jack. Not crack of- Jack. Crack Jack? Did I say Crack Jack? You yeah. Did. It's Cracker Jack. Uh, it's written as Crack Jack. <laughs> crack Jack. Uh, get your Crack Jack. Ah. It's Cracker Jack, Jack. Bags of Cracker Jill will be available at baseball parks across the country starting this week to coincide with opening day. Frida Lay says the addition of Cracker Jill is to celebrate women in sports and also announced a $200,000 donation to the Women's Sports Foundation. It's not a limited edition either. The snack will be a permanent member of the Frito-Lay roster. Who the f*** is still eating (laughs) Cracker Jack, man? I love Cracker Jack. I don't like Cracker Jack. Where do you get them? It's the store. store. And you've bought Cracker Jack in the past decade. Yeah, in the past decade. I couldn't say for the past year, but in the past decade for sure. You know, there are a lot better options these days for caramel popcorn, which is basically (laughs) what it is. It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's got little, it's got nuts in it. It's and, got like, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it does. It used to have like toys made out of metal, like a long time ago. Now they have. When like I was these a kid, little, oh, they're like they're still toys though. No, right? They're like made out of paper. paper. Right? Well, well, wasn't all it always of them just made out of paper? Wasn't the it always the thing, thing to, you could possibly imagine to get your ring for your like high school sweetheart from a Cracker Jack box? Wasn't that always for, yeah? That would probably would have been before my time. But some of the 
Okay. Some of the toys were <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's saying you're old. Uh, there are five. Well, you laugh like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> there are five different. <laughs> there are five different representations of women on the special edition bags created by artist and model Monica Ahanu. To mark Cracker Jill's introduction, singer Normani recorded an updated version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game, where she sings, Buy Me Some Peanuts and Cracker Jill, No One Can Stop You If You Have the Will. Wow, Cracker Jacks are so relevant now. (laughs) (laughs) Cracker Jill, get it right. Cracker Jill. All right. When you visit New York City, finding a bathroom will be a priority at some point. Well, one TikToker is helping folks find them. Teddy Siegel, the user behind Got to Go NYC, has dedicated her platforms to educating visitors and New Yorkers alike on where free public bathrooms in the city are. Yeah, every subway. (laughs) (laughs) Judging by every train I've ever been on, somebody's using that as a bathroom. Followers are also welcome to share their toilet finds on her Instagram as well. Oh, New York, especially Manhattan, but the whole city really is one of those places where I think in most of America, like they don't tell you, oh, the restroom's only for customers. Like if you stop at a convenience store, they used to tell you that that used to be a thing. They don't really check. It's like, uh, you know what? Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you from using the restroom. In New York? Oh, they do. Yeah. They They will tell you in no uncertain terms and often with multiple F words that that the restroom is only for customers. Which is very frustrating. If so you're you, like, uh, uh, give me a soda. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a 15-minute wait <laughs> for a table. And $20 minimum. Yeah. All right. Well, more relief is coming for millions of people with student loans. Payments are supposed to restart on May 1st, but President Biden is expected to extend that to the end of August, possibly today. Democrats are pressuring him to continue the freeze due to record inflation, giving uh, many extra time to prepare. Are they going to get to anything that I owe money on, like like a mortgage or anything? <laughs> do you st- do you still owe your mortgage? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm you're. Just, oh, I'm just yeah. waiting for something a, where it's like, here's a thing you borrowed that you no longer have to pay back. I'm waiting for one that's going to. You're a to me. wealthy uh, straight white male. There's no problems for you in life. Is that right? Yeah, that's what everybody else says apparently. Uh, the president already said he supported forgiving at least ten thousand dollars per borrower, borrower, but it's unclear yet if that will happen. Repayments were first suspended by the Trump administration at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, and the program has been extended several times under the Biden administration. I'm just saying, I wish I had known I could which loans I could take out and not have to pay back. Well, I mean, the, time. the the college industry essentially it, it has become somewhat of uh, less about education and a lot more about reaping as much money as you can. Books for college have gotten so incredibly expensive. Crazy. Were, they were incredibly expensive. No, Buzz, it is at no, least no. 10 times what you spent. No, it, it's 10, a whatever book it, used to cost. You went to school 70, 40 years ago. I, still, a textbook would be 80 bucks. Oh, it's now 200. Okay, that's not 10 times. Okay. 10 times would be 800. Yeah, well, Obviously, now it's 800. You didn't go to college. Well, you don't know math. I, now I'm here on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Why do there even need to be books anymore? Couldn't you just, you just make just it all online? online? Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to, except that it's a part of a big scam, I guess. How about the ones where you had to buy the book and the book was written by the professor? Have you ever had that situation before? Right. Buy my, make sure you get mine, okay? 
Yeah, it's 75 bucks, so you get a bargain on it. $5 off, but it's the book that I wrote. It's like, why do I need the book you wrote? You're the teacher. teacher yeah. Can't you just give me your notes? <laughs> All right. Well, Mateo Lopez, just seven years old, is now the youngest mariachi singer on record, according to the Guinness World Records. I got so happy, Mateo said about the news. I practiced a lot with my dad. I paid attention to what he was saying, and we just went through the hard stuff. Then we did pretty good, and that's why I won the record. The family was flown out to Italy to record a performance on the Italian Guinness World Records show and was asked to keep the news to themselves until this past weekend. That's when the announcements were made. Everyone was wondering why we were going to Italy, especially a little seven-year-old, going to sing mariachi music. This is a new category for Guinness World Records. Matteo's parents, Janelle and Alberto, documented all of his paid performances starting at age four. So on record, he was a paid performing mariachi at the age of four. And here is a little bit of Mateo Lopez from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, nope, that is not him. That is uh, about something else. All right. Well, I guess I misplaced that clip. Not as easy as it looks. It's not it? as easy as it looks. God. <laughs> I can't find Mateo singing. <laughs> I saw it as well. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> okay, here it is. Got it. Nice. And with that, he's the news. seven. How old was that kid who sang uh, "Mamacita, Mamacita, Donde Está Santa Claus"? <laughs> he couldn't have been much more than seven. I well, bet he wasn't a mariachi singer. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was a song in Spanish. That's mariachi. Yeah. It's not all mariachi. That's not mariachi. I thought mariachi Jeez. just meant a song in Spanish. I thought Oye Como Va was a mariachi song. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have Amy Camp from El Paso Libraries on to talk about a couple of things. Bookmobile Day is today. National Library Week. Yep. Uh, So we're going to find out what kind of programs are coming up for the spring and summer uh, at the public libraries. So that's on the way. And who's got the Am I the A-hole today? Nika does. I do. Yeah. You got it ready to go? I do. Okay. It's right here. Am I the A-hole is a Reddit or subreddit where people explain something that's going on in their life and ask random strangers on the internet, which seems like the worst people to ask, (laughs) to give them an honest, to give them feedback. So, a little perspective. Sometimes we even have our listeners that send in theirs. If you want to do that, I encourage you to email Nico. Mm -hmm. Please. What's your email address? Nico.ajimian at townsquaremedia.com. You got to get them, like before the end of the week, you got to get them to give you a thing buzz where you can just say, at KLAQ. You know, just Nico at KLAQ is so much easier to give out on the air. Yeah. Do they, will they do that, Joanna? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they can that's, make it that's easier. That's way easier. Uh, this week, we've got a really interesting uh, Am I the A-hole where we take people's, uh, I guess, situations and we judge whether they were in the wrong or not. Um, this one deals with a, a person in college and some of the, um, I would say, m- lewd messages that girls may end up uh, receiving uh, when you get older. I'm an 18-year-old girl who is in college at the moment. I've been getting bullied slash harassed by three guys in my class. They've taken to messaging me online with rather gross harassing messages and not safe for work pictures that I'm sure you can all fill in the gaps without me going into detail about. D pics, probably. Rhymes with click pics. Yeah. <laughs> Clickbait. Yeah. 
I should have reported Phallic them. photos. <laughs> I should have reported them or just blocked them, but I had enough. So I screenshotted every message they sent me. I found their mothers through their Facebook pages and sent screenshots to their mothers, including an explanation of who I was and how their sons have been treating me. Mm -hmm. Their mothers were horrified and shocked by what I sent them, explaining what was going on. And all three of their mothers are on my side. Some of my friends think this is genius and exactly what they deserved. But some of my other friends think I took it too far and it was out of line to put that on their mothers. And also how I don't know what their home life is like. Am I the a-hole for doing this? Should I have gone about it another way? When it was just standard bullying, I reported them, but they only got a warning. The message slash pictures started after that as if to prove I couldn't do anything. I figured reporting them again wouldn't work, so I did this. Also, whoever reported me as worried about my current mental health, thanks. I mean, I'm honestly good, but thanks. And that's how it ends. I feel like that in 2022, that's the kind of behavior you could go to jail for. No, the dean or whatever. Oh, yeah. And definitely, you know, they tell them knock it off or suspend them or whatever, right? That's what she's saying. All they did was say knock it off. And she's saying they didn't, nothing right. really happened oh, to stop them. Oh, they kept doing it. So she right. sent it to their moms. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, why not? I mean, basically, <laughs> it's kind of like if it's not a sex crime, it's sex crime adjacent. Yeah. You know, to send somebody unwanted, profane, and lewd pictures, right? Yes, it is. I mean, it's... I don't think she's being an a-hole. I mean, it is kind of the nuclear option, though, to get your mom involved. It is the nuclear option, yeah, to go to the family. Especially, this person's in college. Couldn't a guy claim, oh, that's fake, Mom. You You don't realize what these skanks can do with, like... No, I know your birthmarks, Junior. I've seen your wiener a lot. I used to change your diapers. I know you veer to left. <laughs> uh, but- right? Couldn't a guy say, oh, mom, it's all Photoshop. This girl's been stalked. You know, just turn it around. What if his her. face is in the picture with today's newspaper? <laughs> yeah, that would be, I guess that would be, if it was like a proof of life d- depict, <laughs> it would probably be really hard to, to deny. I say uh, not the ale. Okay, I'm going to take a, a little different tact on this. Maybe a devil's advocate. Oh, hot take. So, she's in college. She is no longer in high school where the principal gets to do do everything and decide. You, It's like up to you to resolve oh, a lot of your problems. Oh, school administration could definitely take steps on this. I, a private, public, it doesn't matter. But it's also something that I feel like it's not isolated. It doesn't happen. It happens to lots of girls, right, Joanna? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so this is—is is it just a given that young people are going to send, yes, lewd photos to yes. one another? It's just a given. It should automatically—if you are a parent, I think you should all stop you should, doing it. If you're a parent, all you should know is it probably will happen. Yeah. If yeah. you send a picture, eventually, I—I I would assume somebody's going to see it that you didn't want to see it. No, maybe not. And I some mean, people just don't care. Is this like modern day flashing? You know, no, the idea the, the that somebody fact, would go to the park in a trench coat and flash women? The fact that you take a picture doesn't mean it's going to be automatically public. You know that, right? Like, there's tons of times where people have pictures of each other or whatever. Couples have pictures of each other yeah. that ke- are kept private. Now, the, the problem with it becoming public... if you electronically send a picture of something that you're not comfortable with people seeing, 
It's not public. Assume the worst. Only it's if they. Assume well, you should be assume. Be, yes. Yeah. Yes, just absolutely. assume the worst. I, yeah, that's the best practice. I mean, what's the worst option if you don't send a deep pick? You know, it's not like this is one of the rights guaranteed. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like covered by the First Amendment. I don't know, but it just seems like there's a lot of drama that goes on with lewd photos. There is, yeah. That all that could be eliminated if you just didn't send lewd a photos. A lot of drama happens because they're unsolicited. Like, we didn't ask for your D-pigs. I'm saying, yeah, uh, the unsolicited ones are worse, of course, but I'm saying all of them are risky and, you know, you're probably not missing out on a lot if you just have a no D-pick or no nudity if you're a girl policy. Well, look, we're not here to tell anybody how to be in the relationship. If they want to take pictures yeah. of themselves, then that's fine. Take I pictures. am. I'll tell you. Don't do it. You know, because eventually it's going to come back. It's like, is this you in this picture? Where did you how get How is that? it going to eventually come back? Maybe you break up with the person and okay, Those revenge. are all things yeah. you have to consider. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and be like carte blanche. No, don't, don't do, do it. it. I, th- that is such a disconnect from your generation, my generation. The idea that you would send a photo of yourself naked and not You expect- did the same thing with Polaroid pictures. <laughs> yes, you did. You did the same thing with Polaroid pictures and the single-use cameras, Wrong. disposable it a, cameras. It was a daguerreotype, and you had to st- stay motionless for five whole minutes in order <laughs> to get the... not <laughs> <laughs> And you would go to the no, photo You used to have hut. to go hire an artist to sketch no, you. You, you would, would have to draw it, and then you would send it to your paramour. You would go no, to just the, the photo f- hut just the and you would that hope that the photo hut guy would look through all your pictures. Your attitude, I feel like, is not out of the norm for your generation. It's like, no, w- wait a minute, are you, su- are you suggesting that I not send naked pictures What I'm saying is you absolutely, and your people in your generation were completely guilty of the same thing, but just didn't have the same technology. I'm I'm trying to digest that. People in my generation. Are you telling me people didn't trade no, pornographic no, photos around? Not that Polaroids? I have never heard of that. You probably hey, baby, didn't know about it. I'm going to give you a picture of my penis. Here's the Polaroid. Keep it safe. No. I, you, I don't know what's wrong with your life, but apparently you weren't like the rest of your friends. I think you've got a very skewed idea of what was considered normal. I, I'm. I, I watched You think it was a common thing where college age students were like, well, we've been in this relationship. No, it's maybe time not to co- exchange dirty uh, Polaroids. No, I wouldn't. That look, did not happen. The amount. That, not with you, it did it. Yeah, not it, with anybody. It did. It definitely it happened with somebody. It probably did, Buzz. You have to admit it. It that happened it with somebody. Probably did it probably did. You have to say yes. Statistically, it definitely happened. Nope. Absolutely. Even not. statistically, <laughs> there might have been isolated cases but it wasn't like a thing where i suggest you don't send nude pictures and people are like how dare you tell me i can't send nudes we're not saying don't we're We're not saying like but you're telling people how to but it's something that some couples like to do. for some couples they like to do that and they might they might be married couples don't do it even married couples married couples get divorced divorce rates somewhere around 45 percent in the united states yeah, a lot I, of people get divorced, and it's like, how can I damage this person, or how can I? There's definitely this a lot to consider there, before yeah, you take absolutely. the nude picture so it's a, the and easiest, send it to someone. The absolute easiest answer is don't do it. Don't send an electro- electronic photo that of could anything be the you would be extremely embarrassed by. But that's by. not realistic. Yeah, yes, it is. Just don't do it. That is such a, a shotgun approach. To I've something never that... taken a picture of my of my you know private areas because you don't like good looking for at you. it. 
<laughs> Nobody should like looking at it. What are you talking about? Well, that says way more about no, you than no, us. No, this is crazy. You're trying to normalize swapping pictures of your nudity. We're not normalizing. We're just saying it happens well, it Actually, more yeah. frequently no, than I will you normalize think. it. Yes, it is normal. I, I will completely normalize it. It is normal. I can't speak for every person out there, but Nico, I just don't think there's a huge market for people wanting to see your junk. There isn't, there but isn't. it happens anyway. But there's still a market. Yeah, so don't do it. <laughs> right? There's still a market. Right, listen, we got to take a break, and we need, really need to change the tone of this show because we got the library lady coming in <laughs> like in 20 minutes, and I don't want to be talking about... Let's ask her what she thinks oh, about... Man, they got a real problem with porn on those computers, I'll bet, at public life. I can only imagine, but I don't think that's what she had in mind when we invited her in for Bookmobile Day. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and, uh, oh, looks like we got a lot of calls. Hey, you All know what? Right. Maybe people are going to call in and say you guys are insane to think that people were just swapping Polaroids of themselves naked <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. I right. can't get to the calls if we don't go to the break. All right, let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna's got entertainment news uh, standing by. We got a call or two. We got at least one call. Let me recap your Am I the A-Hole was a college uh, 18-year-old, probably a freshman, who'd been getting unwanted D-picks. Yep. So she found well, I guess- the people who were sitting them. She found their mothers and forwarded the pictures to them and told them what was going on. I guess that she was also being bullied by them before. I, I'm not sure exactly the situation, but she said she was being harassed and then got those. Uh, Vince, Hello. Yeah, so, like, could she have maybe gone further up the, the chain of command, so to speak, in regards to other school officials or whatever, tried to handle it? Sure. But when, like, you hit kind of like a roadblock of, like, I'm not going to get any help, then, yeah, go to the moms. Because mm-hmm. you know they're going to say something. But at the same time, I'm like, men are pretty shameless. Mm-hmm. I've noticed in regards to sending just ran, you know, like just outright sending D pics. Like I have a gay chat app, and there mm-hmm. are a number of times like I don't even get a hi or a hello or how's your day going. It's just check out my junk or. I think God. I wonder like, if the bro. mentality is like flash. You know, like a flasher. There used to be this image of uh, a pervert in Central Park with a trench coat and he would just go up to women and then he'd open it. And but that's non oh that's yeah, non consensual. Yeah. yeah, I I wonder if that's what they're doing or if it's like I'm so proud of this, I want everybody to see. What do you think it's about, I mean, Vince? Uh, it very well could be or it's just a I think some of it is like I want to get a reaction which goes back to the idea of flashing somebody just because you you get off more on or you're but, ho- or you're hoping that they say nice, yeah. Like your first, really? This any of this seems normal to you? Now, yeah, I guess you say on a dating site, I people mean, will just flash their junk right out of the gate. Like I'm not against, I'm not against it when it becomes like a mutual thing. Like right. you guys start like sex talking and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. But when it's like you're opening, like, hey, just check out my junk. Like, come on, bro. Right. Like, it's not that necessary. Yeah, right. Like, let's have a conversation first. I get, like, a lot of these apps are, like, hookup apps and, like, the whole point of sex. I get it. But it's almost like the tact of everything is just gone. Mm-hmm. There's no Maybe finesse. Maybe I was just raised in a bit of a... Yeah, it, like, what's, ha- what's wrong with having a conversation first? 
All right, Vince. So you say not the you, It sounds like you say definitely not the a-hole. Definitely not. Okay. All right, thanks, she Vince. Should, she should have handled it. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Got a lot of uh, people in the chat saying different things. Got uh, uh, Antonio saying it would take a lot longer to send a D-pick back then. By the time you put it in an envelope and put a stamp on it, it took a while. So I've heard. <laughs> uh, somebody else says... Uh, by the way, I did have a Polaroid nude of a girlfriend from the 90s, and she had one of mine. I remember I destroyed it a few years ago out of respect. I guess that's one thing is, you know, you could get the single copy that exists, whereas if it's electronic, well, that was it's probably yeah. out there forever, yeah. right? Buzz is trying to tell me nobody did this back then when he's like... Going to college. I'm telling you, you went to Oklahoma Baptist University. <laughs> you grew up as the most sheltered kid in the world. Look, every, and I also went to Oklahoma for a while too, but that doesn't make any difference because everybody, regardless of what school you went to, everybody was hor- as horny then as they are now. But just when I suggest to there was somebody, no OnlyFans back when then. I suggest to anybody, and if they're a millennial or younger, hey, you know, it would probably be safer if you just didn't send naked photos. They look at me like, like, like I've got an arm growing out of my forehead or something. It look at like I'm an alien. It's like, what? <laughs> you mean not send nude photos of myself? Well, think about it. With the internet, it's so much easier to have relationships with people you're not close to, literally physically next to. You could be in different states, different cities. So people find different ways to connect well, you with each say, other. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty private person. Can't play it close to the vest. But I'll tell you, I've been in relationships where the other party has tried to initiate, like, dirty talk on the phone oh. and like sex talk on the phone and I'm like yeah I'm not comfortable doing that you're so sheltered I never want to down the road find out oh there's this audio recording of me talking naughty to my girlfriend at the time on the phone so now it's like just a little paranoid. I just can't do it do we not have time for uh I can do like yeah a yeah story let's do it let's do a two. few entertainment stories <clears throat> yeah. yeah good morning good morning good morning <laughs> Kanye West has pulled out of his scheduled appearance at Coachella. A source has confirmed to Variety. West had been scheduled to play the closing night of the two-weekend festival, which runs April 15th through the 17th and April 22nd through the 24th. The reason for his cancellation was not immediately clear, although a source tells Variety that he had not rehearsed or prepared for the appearance. While West played a full set accompanied by Drake at the Los Angeles Coliseum in December, Coachella is North America's largest music festival and by necessity runs a very tight operation. Coachella's first two nights will be headlined by Harry Styles and Billie Eilish. Meanwhile, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker hit up a Vegas wedding chapel after the Grammys on Sunday and got hitched. But it turns out that they're not legally married because they never got a marriage license. They did have an Elvis impersonator officiate the ceremony. Well, that's official in my book. (laughs) (laughs) And when they do tie the knot, if they get that far, it'll be Kourtney's first marriage. Even though she has three kids with Scott Disick. And it'll be Travis's third. He has two kids with ex-wife Shanna Mochler. Wait, so Courtney's the littlest one, right? Courtney's the oldest. oldest. Yeah, but I'm talking oh, physically. Yeah. Oh, she's yes, the littlest. She's the tiny one. Chloe is the biggest. Is the tallest. Tall, tallest, yeah. tallest. And Kim is the most famous one. Yeah, it's like Goldilocks. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> it's like Goldilocks. Another new shot from the Munsters has been shared by Rob Zombie. 
This one giving us a nice good look at the titular family of lovable monsters in full color. Zombie captions the photo of you from my monitor. Three very tired monsters trying to conserve their energy between takes. It's been a tough one for this trio. Three hours in makeup, 14 hours of shooting, one hour of cleanup, then a drive back to the hotel, grab a few Z's, and straight back on set. Oh, it looks like his... uh... His wife is playing Lily Munster. What a shock. What that he a would shocker, put his wife right? in one of his Who movies. How can you tell us his wife? Because that's Cherry that's Moon Zombie. Oh. Everybody knows his wife. Okay. Uh, we still don't have a release date yet, but it's clear that Zombies the Munsters is coming very soon. The MPA recently handled the film, handed the film an official PG rating. Oh. Jeff Daniel Phillips is playing Herman Munster, and Cherry Moon Zombie is playing Lily Munster, and Daniel Roebuck is co-starring as Grandpa Munster. Cassandra Peterson, a.k.a. Elvira, and George Garcia will also star. Zombie is directing the film for Universal Home Entertainment, and it's possible that the Munsters may end up being a Peacock exclusive. Now, there's a dude who loves his wife. Will Smith wants to prove his love to Jada. Put her in more of your movies. How about if Jada had a major role in every one of Will Smith's movies? If you want to revisit the original series, The Munsters is now streaming on Peacock. And with your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have a uh, another cash code keyword that could be your key to $10,000 coming up in just about 15 minutes. So stand by another cash code keyword. And then every hour at about a quarter past the hour through the 5 p.m. hour, listen for those keywords, enter them on the KLAQ mobile app. And that is an entry that could open the door for $10,000, every day there's a $2,000 winner. One person every day wins $2,000. So uh, the month of April, a lot of stuff going on. This is National Library Week. It is also uh, Bookmobile Day today. So Amy Camp is here, who is Assistant Director for El Paso Libraries. Hi, Amy. Hello. Very nice to talk to you. Um. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, Bookmobile Day. El Paso Libraries have a couple bookmobiles. Yes, we do have a couple bookmobiles. One is visiting different branches every day. The schedule is on our website, elpasolibrary.org. They are visiting the closed libraries, and they have other lo- other stops, but they're visiting the closed libraries right now. They're visiting Westside and Clardy Fox and Sierra Vista during the week. Are the libraries still closed because of coronavirus? No, we actually have nine branches open right now. Again, the list of those is on elpasolibrary.org. And we are going to open one of them, actually. Clardy Fox is going to open April 20th at 11 a.m. We're going to have the grand opening. That's the one that's near Fox Plaza. So that branch is going to open on April 20th. And the West Side Library is on uh, Red? No, the Doris Van Doren is on Red Road. The West Side Library is on Belvedere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know where that is. I used to go to the Doris Van Buren one. That's the one I would always go to. Yes. Yeah, that one's wonderful. What does the bookmobile do? Because I remember the bookmobile when I was, a, it's been around a long time because it was around when I was in kindergarten and first grade. They, 
you know, the bookmobile goes and kids get to pick out books from the bookmobile? Yes, we have movies and children's books and adult books and all kinds of we have a miniature collection. It's a it's a van and it goes around to closed libraries and other locations and it sits there for two to three hours as and people can come on the bookmobile and make selections and check them out. And when it's time to return the book, do they gotta track down the bookmobile or oh, do they no. can return? You can to- return books to any location. Even if you check them out, you can wait until the bookmobile comes back and return them there or put them in the book drops of the open locations right now. And this is National Library Week. What kind of special things do you have going on? Do you guys make a big deal out of it? Maybe have a party after hours? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if any locations are doing that. I'll have to look into that. (laughs) But we are celebrating our staff. Our staff works very hard to provide programs and events for our public and like we're planning right now the summer reading club that's going to go on through from june through august we're going to have all kinds of different programs check with your local branch to see what day and time they're having their branches but we're going to have magicians and other guests come and visit throughout the summer any comedians at all excuse me any comedians at all no okay (laughs) nico's a comedian i can top you i was an amateur librarian you were a what? In high school, my junior and senior year, the, libra- the library ladies just really Love liked you. me. So my junior year, it was elective. I was a library aide. Oh. And they asked me to come back and be their library aide my senior year, so I did that. And then I ended up volunteering at the public library in my hometown. So, so I how did close the- were you to being a librarian? Did uh, you ever want to do that? Sure, I love being in a library. I love the smell of books. Like old, the older the book, the better they smell to me. I was really a, a whiz with the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go look up microfiche back when that was a thing. That it's still a thing. Is it microfiche? Yes, like sir. somebody would come in and it would be like, "I need the Okmulgee Daily Times from October third, nineteen fifty-two," and I'd be like, "Yes, sir or ma'am, I'll go back there and find that for you." I really took it seriously. I enjoyed it, and I loved the quiet and. Uh, this is well, can I, I tell you something about today's modern libraries, and specifically the El Paso public libraries. I've been a big fan of them. Uh, they not only provide books, but they have movies, DVDs. Yes. Uh, I used to find my internet an- access. You well, know, internet. But like, there is some anime that I liked that I couldn't find anywhere else, and the, the public library was the only place to have this anime. Uh, so they have a re- they are a resource for a lot of different things. Uh, audiobooks as well. You can download yes. audiobooks, which I love. We also have an extensive collection of electronic materials that you can read on your phone or your computer, and audiobooks as well. You can listen to electronic books. Got bookstores must hate libraries, huh? You ever thought of that? Bookstores must hate good libraries, yeah. Barnes and Nobles must just, God dang it, we got to get rid of the libraries. We got to corner the market. The only thing is that you have to go to the library to return it afterwards, and some people may not like that, the aspect of it, but uh, it's free. But it's free, exactly. That's, <laughs> right. that's Think what about a great like. deal yeah. it is. Um, summer programs, you got any spring programs coming up, yes, first of all? Yes, we are. Talk about some of them? The, the, right now, we are partnering, partnering with the Great Khalid Foundation for an essay contest about mothers to celebrate oh. Mother's Day. The Khalid deadline, loves his mother. We mm-hmm. talk to um, Ms. Wolf all you know, frequently, so... Khalid really does love his mom. Right. The deadline for that is April 29th. So write an essay. The rules are again on our website. And the entries are due April 29th. 
Right. We are also celebrating Dia de los Niños, Dia de los Libros, on April 30th from 10 to 4 at Memorial Park. We have 7,000 books to give away. Wow. Giveaway meaning Niños. you don't have to return those. No, you get yeah. to keep those. All right. Wow. And it's going to be at the Memorial Branch? There's a library there. There is a branch. It will be open, but the actual event will be in the park. Oh, cool. They have all kinds of different activities for children all at right. Dia de los Niños. How uh, any programs for kids? You know, like during the day, they need something to do uh, yes. with the library. Can you tell us some of the summer programs that might be on the horizon? Well, year round, we have story time, and that's every Tuesday evening at every open location at four thirty in the evening. We have uh, the other program we have every week is Teen Hangout. That's for thirteen and up, and that's Thursdays at every open location at four thirty. And there are also other activities like the Esperanza, where I was just working last week. My first day as assistant director was on Monday. Oh, cool. Um, But Esperanza has different events through the week, like they've just started a random fandom on Friday afternoons at 4.30. And that's where they find a popular anime Mm -hmm. or Batman or Mandalorian, and they do crafts and events around uh, a a popular culture mm-hmm. phenomenon, and that's called random fandom. We're talking to Amy Camp, and I believe you just said your first day as assistant director was Monday. Yes, this and week. they sent you here on your first <laughs> week. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's cool. Did you volunteer, or did they did they have to twist your arm? No, I. They asked me, and I said yes. Oh, that simple. Yes, I was hoping you all would be kind to me. Yes, but- so, and so far. So far. So far, so good? Right. Were you a librarian before, did you, or? Yes. Okay. I have worked for the El Paso Public Library for 17 and a half years. I started as a public services librarian. That's entry-level librarian. And I went up to branch manager, then regional branch manager, and now assistant director. You seen any ghosts in the library? I just think of Ghostbusters anytime I think of the <laughs> <laughs> of libraries. Any, like, books flying off the shelves when nobody I else is there? I have not. <laughs> I have not. I've heard several coworkers that have had encounters at the main really? library. Right now it's undergoing remodeling, so we'll see if they're kind to the staff when they return. Is that the downtown library? Yes. Is the main library? The one on Oregon. Uh, so banned books. Uh, I'm just going to throw out a statistic that I didn't make up. It was in Forbes this month uh, that said uh, attempts to ban books grew fourfold from 2020 into 2021. So in 2021, there were four times as many attempts to ban books. And I know libraries have taken stances before about banning books. I have a feeling most of them are talking about school libraries. Do you guys get many challenges at a public library on some kind of book that somebody has decided nobody should be allowed to check this out? You need to get rid of it. Yes, we do. We have a form that people can fill out if they want to challenge the presence of a book. We don't really call it banning. They can mm-hmm. challenge Challenge the, the presence of the book. How many yes. challenges does the El Paso Public Library get? Not regularly? terribly many. Okay. We maybe, you know, two, three, five a year, something like that. Um, what the public library attempts to do is to provide access to information. And then you get to choose what you read. Right. You get to choose what your children read. We don't encourage people to choose what other people read. Mm-hmm. But you can choose what you read and what you don't read. Simple as that. We provide access to classics, to anime, mm-hmm. to romances, to horror. We provide access to information, and you get to choose how you use it. 
Now, do you have an opinion on some of these challenges that go on at school libraries, or do you just see that as, you know, different different territory than yours? <laughs> well, I believe that a school can assign books. I also believe that a parent can decide. I don't want my kid reading this book. Right. But a parent can decide whether they want a child to read that book. I also think that there are age-appropriate times when certain books are appropriate I for agree a with that and I bet a lot of people would agree with that but I bet a lot of people would have a different idea of what's age appropriate from right. person to person right your idea of what may be appropriate for a 12 year old might be different from right it probably is right different right well, I I agree with a parent sh- should get to decide what their children are reading but a parent shouldn't get to decide what other kids get to read I agree with that and if you don't want your kid to read that book don't let him read it or read it first right and determine if you want But if a class is assigned a book and you don't like it, you shouldn't get to tell the, the teacher, nobody should be reading this in the class, right? You can say, I don't think my kid will read this, but... I agree with that. Sometimes a teacher can provide an alternative if you don't want your kid to read that book. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't believe that anyone should decide what I should read. Do librarians have like little cliques or groups you get together? Do you talk to the school librarians and does everybody kind of seem like they're on the same page with things? We do attempt to do outreach and network with libraries. I've got a great school librarian that I work with, and I bounce some ideas off of her. She helped me write a grant a couple of years ago, actually. And, yes, so she works in a K through 8, and she has not had a lot of challenges for what they do, but she also selects the books very carefully. Mm-hmm. You know, using her experience and knowledge, schools are not out to damage emotionally or intellectually mm-hmm. damaged children. They're not. They're out to open perspectives and, and provide education. They're really not out to harm anybody. Harm anybody. You know, what I hear, it express, sometimes what I hear is, you know, this is going to make my child uncomfortable or it's going to challenge them in some way. I think anything worth reading ought to challenge you on some level or, right. you know, and if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, that means you're probably reading something worth, you know, worthwhile. Right. Growing up is also uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Growing <laughs> pains. Your knees hurt when mm-hmm. you're growing. Life at any age is uncomfortable sometimes. Yes. Right. Sometimes so you learn out of discomfort. Mm-hmm. What would somebody, if you want to grow up and be a librarian, what's like the education track you get on say there's a kid out there who's like i want to be a librarian you need a college education so you need a bachelor's and then you go on to get a master's a a bachelor's in anything your skills your experience your knowledge your interests anything will serve you you can get a bachelor's go ahead in language and history and english i've got english lit so that's perfect that's what i have so you can read buzz well, I can read and I can also right. analyze themes and context and things like that. I nice. mean, I'm probably a little rusty at this point. I Think on your feet. That's yeah. why you work in library and radio. Yeah, probably so. All right. And your master's program yes. would be in, in something more specific or just, once again, anything that you're I have in. a master's in information resources and library science from the okay, University of Arizona. Okay, now that sounds very specific. That mm-hmm. sounds like a blue chip credential to me. Yes. Right. So yes. there are... Courses of study that you yes. you could definitely veer yes. toward. But you don't have to do it as an undergrad. No. No, they, they don't really focus an undergrad on library science. So you go to graduate school and get a master's in library science. I have a question about my library card. I lost mine. Well, not lost. It's pretty much expired. Do I, Can I renew it online? Yes, you or can. Or do I have to go to a branch to do it? 
Yes, you can. You can renew it online. You fill out the application and there is a renewal process. And then you need to upload your identification, like your ID. Okay. If your current address is on your ID, that will serve. If not, you'll need to upload proof of address. What if I have outstanding fines? I found I have a question about a Dan Brown book that I checked out in 2004, <laughs> and I just found it behind a couch. <laughs> just, I'm joking. We would be glad to have it. If you still have books out, we'd be glad to have you return them. Do you ever have amnesty programs, Amy? <laughs> we did for several years. COVID, of course. Like a gun that. buyback program? Uh, Amy Camp <laughs> no. is assistant director of libraries uh, a position which we found out you've held since just started yeah Monday. congratulations thank you congratulations. very much uh in the library world is there any talk about hey somewhere down the road we're going to go more into the digital space than in the physical space or are physical libraries and buildings and books with made of paper and that's a good question uh, yeah. is that something that's that's here to stay long term well actually a fraction of what is published every day is electronic. So I don't know what the percentage is now, but at one point it was 1% of everything that is published annually is published electronic. We are not getting away from paper anytime soon. I like opening a book. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I do. You do. All the books in Buzz's house, by the way, all have are from like the Oklahoma Baptist University. It's like you took a bunch with you. Well, those were probably text. Those yeah, were probably textbooks. Yeah, I guess. But they had like a Dewey Decimal on them still on the back on the spine. Well, they would sometimes have sales, and they would, you know, <laughs> there's a there's a. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the. It's right there, not too far from the West Side Library. Like a reseller. Yeah. Like people donate books, and then I guess the pro and the a lot West of Side come- Bookstore. Yep, on Remcon. Yeah. Yes, the library will sometimes discard books if they are out of date or old or in bad condition. They will discard them, and what we do, and I think is people donate, donate them- as well, right? Yes, we donate them to the friends of the library, and then they resell them. The West Side is a is a very great advocate for the public library. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. You can get books for like fifty cents. You can some of them. Where I at the West Side at oh, on Remcon on Remcon the book. What's it called? It's the West Side Bookstore. Yeah, the right. Friends of the Library Bookstore. It, to the point where I've gone up with an armload of books, and they got magazines. They have you know all kinds of stuff. And I go up there. They got for kids, so I used to take my daughter, and she'd pick out books. I'd go up with an armload, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it's six twenty-five. And I'm like, "You know what? Here's twenty because I don't feel right walking out mm-hmm. the door with that right? many books. Here's twenty bucks, and then th- that goes to the, yes. I assume to the library. Yes. The oh. Irving Schwartz all, Friends of the Library also have a bookstore that are open on Wednesdays and Saturdays and where's that that's on George Dieter all right George Dieter and Montwood and the Cielo Vista friends also have a bookstore and that was on McCray oh okay great I'll go over and raid those one of these days so the one thing I really always liked the the library for was I was a big fan of comic books and uh at Barnes and Nobles they sell the big trade paper the, the, the comic books together and they cost $20 sometimes and, you know, it would be nice just to be able to sit there. And once you read it, you're not going to really, you know, read it as much anymore. So the library has all of these trade paperback comic books. They're the comic books that you would get at Barnes and Nobles or Borders or wherever. And they are there available to, for free. To See, read. that's a new one yes. on me. My, Avengers, my public, Batman, Avengers, My Spider-Man, public library Deadpool. didn't have that. Mm-hmm. 
We have all of them. I, I oh could my spend God, I would have spent even more time in yeah. the library. If they Just get a stack of comic books and you can sit there for a while. All right. Well, Amy Camp is here, and thank you for telling us about what's going on at the library. It's National Bookmobile Day, National Library Week this week. And where's the national? Where's the bookmobile schedule at? Where can people find it? It's that? online at okay. elpasolibrary.org. All of the information for all of our programs, the open branches, our hours, and the hours for the bookmobile are online at elpasolibrary.org. All right. Use the library. Support the library. It's one of the best ideas anybody in America. I think Ben Franklin was the guy who came up with the idea of a lending library. Really? He was the first guy yes, who came up with was. that idea. It's so, one of the best ideas. It's a very American idea, and I think everybody ought to support their public libraries. Yes, sir. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm going to have a true crime report coming up shortly. I didn't think I had one today, but I am going to have one. Ooh. So. Any Florida Man stories? You know, I always have my eye out to find out. I don't think there's a single Florida story. Are you going to put the fox? Yeah, that should be news in itself. <laughs> Are you going to put the fox that's terrorizing Capitol Hill? Why don't? Why does Nico have headphones on? Uh, the headphones went out on his side. I'm telling you, you, you hit a button or turned down something. None of them are working what? right now in any of the ports. Did it work when Amy was here? Oh, my God. No, yeah, she's like, I, I couldn't hear a thing you were saying. <gasps> she was wearing earmuffs the whole time. Did you turn them down? Yeah, I think he... Why is it always my fault? Because you're the you, only one on that side. You, you're on the side where the oh, controls are. I can't hear that. Try the headphones again. Maybe... You didn't change anything? So he just said doesn't They're have pretty simple. There's all? a plug and a hole. <laughs> That's basically the birds and the bees, yeah. <laughs> what else should so I do? This sound, sounds like we're getting into David territory. No, we cannot do that right now. No. Why, why do I keep talking to him like he's listening to me? He can't hear I me. I can't understand Joanna. This is the most frustrating <laughs> right. thing in the world. Well, uh, Elon Musk... <laughs> is going to be on the board of directors of Twitter. Did you know? Yes. yes. He spent $3 billion. $3 billion to create an edit button. Well, that's what they're saying is that he is teasing an edit button. I don't tweet and I don't Twitter. So what What, what does that even mean? It would mean that when you send out a tweet and you notice, oh, man, I misspelled this word, or maybe I need to add an edit onto this tweet, I'm going to go back and edit it. You can't, you can't do, that? do that? No. No. Once that tweet is out, it's out there, and you can't change it. You can do it on old person Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. I feel like Nico's trying to read I my I have lips. to read your lips. <laughs> but I kind of understand what you're saying, because Facebook, does, uh, they've always had this, right? Yeah, you can go yeah, back you and can change edit it on Facebook, but not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. No, he got that. See? That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> why would it, why would it even be like that? Why did they make it like that? I don't know who made it like that, but now Elon Musk is spending how well, much? Anytime I've gone back and changed anything on Facebook, it's because I notice like a punctuation error or a spelling error, and mm -hmm. it would just like gnaw at me if I exactly, didn't go back and right? fix it. Yeah. Now imagine on Twitter, you can't go back and change that. No, no wonder everybody sounds so, so stupid on Twitter. So when you put the wrong there, you can't oh, change it. Oh, it's there forever. It's there forever. It's there, T-H-E-I-R, forever. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so Elon Musk spent something like $3 billion to get a 9.2% stake in Twitter and has joined its board of directors. Apparently, it, it was conditional on him joining the board of directors that he doesn't own more than 14.9%. Uh, ever since then, Elon 
might have a lot more of a say in things. He's already teasing the one thing that everybody, it says once, an edit button for Twitter. He tweeted Monday, quote, do you want an edit button? <gasps> and made it a survey where users could choose yes or on. <laughs> no, it's not yes. S-Y-E or O-N. God, what a weird dude. Yeah. Right, he is a real weirdo, right? He's before I call him a weirdo. Is he like he is on the? He has said he's on the spectrum. Yes, spectrum somewhere. Okay, well that's probably hilarious <laughs> to autism people. <laughs> what, Nico? Fix your headphones. No, he's I can't just... tell when you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at you. Joanna is very freaked out All by right. me staring into her. So the. The Twitter CEO responded to Musk's tweet about an edit button. He said, the consequences of this poll will be important. Please vote carefully. Why does the CEO not want us to have an edit button? What is his agenda? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday, Musk... (laughs) said, quote, looking forward to working with the Twitter board to make significant improvements to Twitter in coming months. And I guess a lot of that is going to have to do with this, uh, with this edit, edit button. button. You know what's the, what's cool about this, though? Wait, you're, okay. That he is so rich that he's just a fan of Twitter, and he's like, well, now I want to be in charge of it, kind of. And he just bought it. Like, if you had $3 billion, what would you... You would probably make yourself a board of the PGA Tour or something. I'd make myself a board at Peter no, Piper. No, I buy into Truth Social. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I I'd write that ship, I guess. <laughs> okay. And Tiger Woods made it clear yesterday that he intends to play in the Masters. So he's done some practice rounds. The uh, first round of the Masters tournament. Some would say the most prestigious. Of the major golf tournaments. Sure. Begins tomorrow, and here's what Tiger had to say yesterday. Very, very serious injuries in that accident back at the beginning of 2021. Mm -hmm. Nico, we were talking about some of the the injuries sustained, (laughs) and you can confirm that they were very serious leg injuries. Okay, yeah. An open uh, tib-fib fracture, which is your tibia and fibia, both of the the bones in your uh, calf, broken through the skin which is why it's open it's compound which means they're broken all the way through and separated into two different uh, sections well what's the word for when it's poking out through your skin because apparently tiger had that as well that just means it's open oh my god Uh, an open fracture because a closed fracture would be if it was broken Broken, but but not piercing the skin right but those are those are were the the open ones are a little bit worse because it means that there's been some physical damage to the to the muscle well let me tell you the golf world is on fire, buzzing with excitement buzzing. over Tiger on fire. deciding to play. <laughs> Did, didn't you tell me that he even thinks he could win? Yeah, he, he feels like he could compete and win. And I assume when he says he's played all these practice rounds that he walked him because that's one thing you have to do. You can't ride a cart on the PGA Tour. Very interesting so rule. But the- somebody explained to me, like, well, if... A bunch of guys have to walk, and they're old. They'll get tired walking the whole course, and the guy who's in the golf cart will have more energy to hit and do stuff than the, the guys who are walking. Is it, that true? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
What? Like, it's been a long time since I've walked around a golf, but I've done it before. I'm not carrying my own bag, like with a caddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I am bushed. I'm just complete. By the time we're coming up the 18th fairway, I'm just like, you know, I feel yeah. like I've been hit by a truck. So, yeah, there's some conditioning that goes into it, even though you do see some golfers that are a little fat. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but super excited, Tiger. Apparently, he's going to tee off tomorrow at the Masters. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Time for a true crime report. Real crime stories from around the world and across the nation. All right, starting off with a little uh, celebrity story in the true crime report. Ooh. I guess so. We just found out yesterday that Johnny Depp's defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, will be televised on court TV. The trial begins Monday, and court TV is going to televise it. If you don't follow this sort of stuff, Johnny Depp filed a $50 million defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard because she complained or she claimed domestic abuse on Johnny Depp's part in a Washington Post op-ed. He says that he's got plenty of people that'll testify that she was the one who was abusive to him. At some point, somebody took a took a doo-doo on a, a bed. Do you remember yeah. that? A duty. Who was supposed to have done that? Amber Heard was supposedly supposed to have done Dropped that. Dropped a deuce on the bed. Yeah. Now in retaliate it like it's not like it was a accident where she you know had something bad to eat it's supposedly it was in retribution to, right. to, to Johnny Depp now this particular case could have a slew of celebrity witnesses Ooh. not just Johnny Depp and Amber Heard but the witnesses in this case could include James Franco and Elon Musk so yeah. I guess it'd be interesting to see if they're going to take the stand the head of Court TV said, quote, court cases that are as high profile as this one often create a lot of noise and it can be difficult for viewers to break through these distractions. Oh, you're not doing a public service. You're just putting celebrities' dirty laundries. Yeah, that's He's all making it, it sound like, oh, you know, they need to cut through and uh, make the distinction and have a clear picture of what the facts are. Uh, so there's going to be a camera feed directly from the courtroom and... The head of Court TV says, quote, our first-class lineup of talent, Court TV, will be the true source of an unbiased, down-the-middle perspective of the trial as it unfolds. They just want the dirty laundry. Had you heard about Elon Musk dating uh, Amber Heard? I don't follow it all that close, So man. Supposedly, he... Do you know who Cara Delvigne is? Delvigne? Wasn't she a Suicide Squad person? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Supposedly, uh, he hooked up with her and Amber Heard at the same time. All right, Elon. And I think that's, that that story <laughs> Wait, came, at the same time. At the same time, that story came like out like a threesome. Yeah, that story <laughs> came out. That's what a threesome typically. Holy! Yeah, not so weird now. The guy's not so geeky now, is he? I mean, I could get a little of this autism going for me. <laughs> you definitely do. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I think that that particularly dirty laundry was revealed in the first trial. 
So he might be called to talk about the three. Yeah. Oh, my God. Court TV. I don't even think I have that selected as one of the channels that shows up on my but TV. But it will be. <laughs> but it will be now. <laughs> a man in Texas was arrested after stealing a forklift and taking it on a joyride. What the fork? It led to an 18-mile-per-hour police chase. <laughs> this happened in Harris County, so I guess it's somewhere around Houston, probably. Man was arrested for stealing the forklift and taking it on a joyride. According to Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez, deputies said they received a call about a man driving a forklift and attempting to enter the main lanes of the tollway. So this guy wanted to take the forklift onto the tollway. Uh, deputies caught up to the man. The man refused to stop and reached top speeds of 18 miles per hour, according to authorities. After a 20-minute slow-speed chase, deputies said the man came to a stop. He was taken into custody without further incident. The suspect identified as 38-year-old Justin David Brown. No injuries were reported in the, ca- in the chase. Pennsylvania grandmother threatens a cop with white witchcraft. <laughs> what? What? 74-year-old woman in Pennsylvania has been charged with a felony after she threatened law enforcement with, quote, white witchery. I'm wondering if that's the what she means by white, like racial, or is she talking about like the good and bad of magic, like right. black magic? Yeah, or... put some white witchery on me, man. I think that's like a love spell or whatever. We'll find out more. I'm going to read you the story. A 74-year-old woman in Pennsylvania, Celestia Barker was upset with police last month. She did not like that her grandson had been charged with felony drug crimes. She said that he only had a small amount of marijuana and a pipe. We use it in ceremonies all the time. But then she committed a felony on her own. She allegedly told an officer that she practices witchcraft and that he would be the target of her white witchery Maybe she did mean, like, I'm white, and I'm a witch. (laughs) She suggested that he might find himself falling down a flight of stairs or getting into a car accident. Well, that doesn't sound like white witchcraft as I know it. Sounds like black magic. Yeah, that sounds like she's walking the left-hand path there to me. (laughs) (laughs) The officer asked if she was threatening him. And she said no. She was just, in her words, making statements. She asked if there was a law against that, and the officer informed her that, in fact, there was. Then the grandmother, the 74-year-old woman, issued another threat saying that the officers best be looking over their shoulder because you never know when a stair accident (laughs) is going to come up on you from behind. Anyway, she is now facing a felony charge of threatening harm to a public servant. Okay. Was released on $10,000 bail. Come on. That would be like saying, I'm going to sick my pet unicorn on you. It's like, (laughs) yeah, you might threaten it, but there's no way it's going to happen, right? Right. Well, I'm going to send Sasquatch after you. Look, I feel like the, there's a lot of discretion that officers get, and he could have thought, 
is this really a threat or not? She's going to practice white witchcraft on me. I might fall yeah, downstairs. Maybe he, cops, some cops are superstitious, I'm sure. Maybe. You know, but, maybe he took, as long as the cop takes she, it, does it sound a little bit like she's an old you lady. could have laughed yes. this off? Absolutely. You could have <laughs> laughed this off. You wouldn't have had to do anything to this poor 74-year-old woman who's a grandma. Next thing you know, you're getting these stabbing pains because she's sitting at oh, home jabbing oh, voodoo doll. My eye. Oh, ah, oh, oh, my feet are hot. <laughs> she's cutting you over a candle or whatever. <laughs> Uh, final story on the true crime report today. A 37-year-old man in New York threw a glass bottle at a crossing guard on Monday. 37-year-old crossing guard in New York was in the middle of doing her job when she suddenly got hit by a flying glass bottle. She's going to be okay. That's messed up, man. Okay, so the crossing guard was 37 the person who threw the bottle was a 30-year-old man named Tyreek Martin. Oh, it wasn't a kid? No, it was like a 30-year-old oh dude. My God. Wait till you hear his excuse. Police caught up with Mr. Martin about 45 minutes later. They asked him why he did it. He told police that chucking bottles at unsuspecting people is just something he enjoys doing. <laughs> he described it as a hobby. <laughs> You know, when I've had a tough day at work, I just want to unwind. I just Something tells me this guy doesn't have a tough day at work. I just want to throw a glass bottle at somebody. He, Mr. Martin has been arrested at least 70 times for various reasons, including drug charges and assault. He specifically told officers that when he is engaging in his hobby of throwing glass bottles, he tries to aim at people's face. Okay. What a D-bag. Most recently, he got arrested last May for hitting a two-year-old boy in a stroller with a suitcase. I, oh I have God. a feeling there might be some pretty considerable mental, mental health, mental yeah, health issues going on with Mr. Martin. The two-year-old, two-year-old, think about that. The two-year-old ended up with a small welt under his eye, oh. but otherwise was okay. It turns out that Martin had an active warrant for not sticking to a plea agreement from the suitcase incident. I guess the plea agreement was don't throw stuff at people well, anymore. admit that you did this. <laughs> Stay out of, don't throw bottles anymore. So he could be looking at serious jail time. Mm-hmm. I would say anybody that's been arrested 70 times ought to be looking at serious jail time. What happened to three strikes, you're out? Uh, it's different, <laughs> it's different uh, uh, offenses. He did 70 different things. It wasn't the same crime. Well, that's my final story, and it's time to wrap up the show. So I have a very special happy birthday to send out to my mother, Melinda Jimian, and Aww. my grandfather, Nicholas Villardell, who were both born <gasps> on the same day. How cute. Yes. Happy birthday, Grandpa. You're 83 years old. They were born old. on the same day. They were. He was 21 years old getting out of the Navy, and my mom was born on the day that uh, he got out. So it Wait, was is birth- he her father or yeah. her father-in-law? No, my her father. Yeah. Oh, wow. that's adorable. Yeah. So happy birthday to you both. Love you guys. All right. Uh, Have a great one, everybody. Another cash code keyword in under 30 minutes on the way. And we're going to have a different keyword every hour. Remember, enter the keywords on the KLIQ mobile app. Every entry is an entry, and it means your chances Mm -hmm. are greater of winning money. Every day we've got a $2,000 winner. You might even be the lucky winner of $10,000. Find all the rules, details, at KLAQ.com and also on the KLAQ mobile app. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long.